0: The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really
1: are. And um, the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie.
2: You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed
3: and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland
4: and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
0: The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I
5: occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would
2: vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world.
6: Media presents Conspiracy Belt with PJ and
7: Abby.
8: And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. Right. It is what it is. Hello and welcome to... um we go wait (laughs) Ah,
0: hello and welcome to i forgot the name of the show Um, what's going
8: on there was weird audio in my head okay welcome to conspiracy filled monday night ufo reaction that was i'm not even
0: that was pure professional (laughs) gold
8: (laughs) i had it too and then i i my rumble started playing noise
0: Well, anyway, welcome to Conspiracy Pilled, guys. We are finally going to react to the UFO uh, testimony from David Grush and others that I forgot the names of. Um, (laughs) It happened two weeks ago, but I just want to say this. Like, yes, we didn't get to it right away, but we do want to get to this uh, for a few reasons. One is uh, with stuff like this, I think it's just important to not just hear other people's opinions based on what happened and like little clips and things like that you see on TikTok. But just to listen to something in its entirety and also as a community, we just want to be able to be here and talk to you guys and listen through it together and share our thoughts and uh, it, it, life's been busy. So this was, this was a little later than we wanted to do it, but it, it, it's still important. And I think things like this it, with the news cycle being what it is, we're constantly told, oh, well, that happened two weeks ago. Why does it matter? Well, that's like playing into the hands of the people who push the 24-hour yeah, news cycle and want you to forget things. So we're here to talk about it. We're going to enjoy this time with you and have some... Some whiskey and and uh, listen to people talk about UFOs.
8: Yeah. Also, I've been informed that it is it is in fact Tuesday. So
0: it is Tuesday. <laughs> Shoot, we did tell no, people was, we're going to do was, it Monday, was, and uh, we totally forgot that uh, that Jess and Elise from Quirk's Creation were doing a Bible stream. Uh, so we had to move this back one day because we want to be able to be there to support them and uh, not ha- overlap each other's stuff because that doesn't make any sense. We want to support everybody in Hawkound so and so true. Uh, they did a great job last night. I know you were busy, so you, I don't think you caught it. I got re- to
8: catch up. But I it went. was
0: very, very good. They okay, talked good. about Genesis, and uh, they got all the way up to, I don't know, through chapter four. It was very Whoa, good stuff. Okay. So, yeah.
8: The, the first chapters are, are very fun. And then I think what we're following up on is a lot of the stuff that I kind of introduced mm-hmm. in the last Unhinged episode. Right? Yes. Yeah. On
0: Thursday. Yeah.
8: I can- okay, let's just put it that this- I've been researching QAnon, and in the last 24 hours, I read all 5,000, almost 5,000 Q drops, and now my brain doesn't work anymore because now I think like that <laughs> instead of like a normal person. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Let's- so you're just thinking in like fra- uh, fragmented sentences and. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. With I no like
8: logical. Yeah,
0: no logical connection between the two. So yeah, we are going to be covering the QAnon stuff tomorrow night. Abby says, Abby calls me today and says she has a different take on QAnon than anybody I've ever heard. So that's exciting. Everyone is
8: wrong. Everyone (laughs) is wrong. No one has my opinion.
0: (laughs) There we go. Everyone is wrong, including Abby. Uh, No, except for Abby. Well, I was. Yeah. Yeah, My opinion going
8: into it was wrong. Um, Everything is code. Yes. I didn't mess up. You just have to figure out what I was trying to say when I said it was Monday and I stopped in the middle of my intro. That's yeah. on you guys.
0: For some reason, I'm not able to throw the things up on screen, but uh, Hicktown Honey says, hey, y'all, I, wanted to wa- I already watched most of this already, but excited to hear you guys take. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of people have seen this, so it's not news, but uh, I think it's just a good conversation to have between us and between everybody in the community. So sorry it's a little late. Uh, we've both been just
8: yeah. busy. i think for some people a lot of it will be news because there were certain clips that was that were pushed out and certain things that were paraphrased and conclusions were come to and when i listened to it like a week after i was like wait a second that's not what it said
0: yeah yeah i think there's a lot still going on and there's so many things we're gonna be talking about more ufo stuff thursday on unhinged but there's been some breaking crazy UFO alien stories in the news. Uh so we're going to be talking about some of that stuff, but it's just an ongoing thing.
8: PJ Freitas here, so we have to start over. So let's start
0: over. <laughs> start um, over. Everybody welcome. you can welcome. nail your intro this time.
8: Welcome to Conspiracy Pilled, uh random Tuesday night stream. We are going to be live streaming the UFO testimony from a couple weeks ago. Let's right. let's get into it.
0: Let's do it. All right, so the beginning of this, I just preview the beginning because this dude is talking forever. So we want, just want to skip past the, the oh, ceremony. Get into get the, thank the,
8: you. Yeah, the actual witnesses, the actual like witnesses, a, the only thing I want to say about this and it doesn't, we don't have to listen to it to say it is that they are keenly aware that everyone is watching this. So everybody has to say their piece and have all this pomp and circumstance that I think is probably more than your typical hearing.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah for sure. Mo- most typical hearings don't nobody watches. Nobody <laughs> nobody I don't think hears. there's a ton of uh, a ton of people who are just tuning into C-SPAN every day going. Ugh!
8: Yeah, except so, for Rory Gilmore, apparently, but
0: Rory Gilmore. I don't even know who that is.
8: It's like oh. you don't even watch TV.
0: <laughs> it's like I don't from the Gilmore girls. Is that that's my yeah, guess? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, well,
8: good, good guess. That was, was,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a 50-50 shot uh, on that one. It was either the Gilmore Girls or the other person with that last name that is of note, but that I don't know. All, All right. right, let's watch it.
9: Making this happen today, and I want to remind everybody this is a nonpartisan issue. This has nothing to do with party politics. I think um, the cover-up goes a lot deeper than that. I also want to thank my colleagues, uh, Representative Anna Paulina Luna, sitting beside me here. Jared Moskowitz. My friend across the aisle has an incredible mind. I'm anxious to hear his questions. My buddy Eric Burleson. And um, it's not in my notes here, but Matt Gates. If it hadn't been for Matt Gates, myself, him, and Luna would still be down at Eglin Air Force Base trying to get some answers. (laughs) He's got an incredible legal mind. Also, uh, I know I saw it in the crowd there George Knapp, my buddy Jeremy Corbell. Um, I've uh, they're not witnesses, but they've uh, provided some statements on this subject, and I seek unanimous consent to enter those statements into the record, Mr. Chairman. Without objection. Also, would like to enter in, I understand now that this is unclassified and its public record, but as we all know, that's sometimes difficult for the public to get a hold of. A report, Defense Intelligence uh, Reference Documents, Advanced Space Propulsion Based on Vacuum, Spacetime Metric Engineering, some light reading for some of our members without
0: objection so this but guy you. is here um, specifically um, to make Nap sure you fall asleep and don't hear the juicy alien details that's his entire purpose
9: security and are not worthy of further study i'd say that's the biggest understatement of the decade he also goes on to talk about the dismissive attitude and set odds with what was revealed in documents reports and internal memos Mr. Cabral says, uh, as he writes these words, the UFO is emerging as a major topic can we fast of global importance.
0: This yeah, guy? Can somebody be any less bored talking, or any more yeah. bored talking about UFOs?
9: Yeah, I don't know. Um, How long is for? I, I can for? state that as a fact out there. I met a fellow who came long. in here we all the way from Denmark to be here for this this meeting. So, do this we want
0: is, to skip the opening uh, remarks yes. and just get into the testimony? All of all of it. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to hear a bunch of airhead You guys get the opinions. picture, right?
8: Yeah. They all feel like they have to say something to well, make it this all. this is a
0: very work. important day. We're here to talk about <laughs> the alien menace coming in here and probing up our citizens' buttholes. And, <laughs> uh, don't, I, I was uh, denied a job reading audiobooks. Said truck drivers were falling asleep and crashing on the side of the road, so I decided to run for Congress. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> is this the... Oh, do you want to hear Mr. Garcia, the no. ranking member? Wow, there's a lot of people. No just, like, one cares. Yeah. But,
8: like there's so many. Okay, yeah, right here.
0: Uh, Here's someone that I think I want to listen to. Yeah, Mr. Graves. Is that who? He's mm-hmm, one of the witnesses. So, yeah. All right, let's start with this guy.
10: Heredy, Representative Burchett, and Luna. My name is Ryan Fobbs Graves, and I'm a former F 18 pilot with a decade of service in the U.S. Navy, including two deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Inherent Resolve. I have experienced advanced UAP firsthand, and I'm here to voice the concerns of more than 30 commercial aircrew and military veterans who have confided their similar encounters with me. Today, I would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated, they are routine. Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. The stigma attached to UAP is real and powerful and challenges national security. It silences commercial pilots who fear professional repercussions, discourages witnesses. It is only compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. Parts of our government are aware of more about UAP than they let on, but excessive classification practices keep crucial information hidden. Since 2021, all UAP videos are classified as secret or above. This level of secrecy not only impedes our understanding, but fuels speculation and mistrust. In 2014, I was an F-18 Foxtrot pilot in the Navy Fighter Attack Squadron 11, the Red Rippers. And I was stationed at NAS Oceana in Virginia Beach. After upgrades were made to our jets' radar systems, we began detecting unknown objects operating in our airspace. At first, we assumed they were radar errors. But soon, we began to correlate the radar tracks with multiple onboard sensors, including infrared systems, eventually through visual ID.
0: During a training mission. Yeah, you you were talking about this on Thursday, how like it just gets always reported that it's just radar blips and radar miscommunication. But then they track them down and even that part just gets kind of swept under the rug. I think
8: this is the least interesting witness because he talks so blandly because he's just reading off his paper. Yeah, I noticed that. But he's saying it's routine. It's wildly underreported and the government makes it difficult to report or to get any information because and that they're checking with multiple sensors that are all corroborating each other and their eyeballs.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why they're underreported because the stigma around it has been so bad for so long. Yeah. And it's incredibly hard to become a pilot already in the Navy or the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you want not psych evals for your, <laughs> like, how do you keep your pilot's license?
8: Yeah. Yeah. So, don't, yeah. Re- don't report. If you, if you see it, no, you didn't.
10: Yeah, exactly. In warning area, Whiskey 72, 10 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach, two F-18 Super Hornets were split by a UAP. The object, described as a dark gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere, came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft and was...
0: That's new.
8: Is this a new one?
0: Well, no, I just hadn't heard that before. A a black cube inside of a sphere? That's not one of the ones that have been released.
8: Okay. I don't
0: know. That's interesting to me. I was just
8: like, I don't keep up with this stuff. Sure, why not? (laughs) Yes.
10: (laughs) Black cube inside a sphere. Let's go with it. It's estimated to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately and returned base. Our squadron submitted a safety report, but there was no official acknowledgment of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings. Yeah, no Soon these encounters became so frequent point. that aircrew would discuss the risk of UAP as part of their regular pre-flight briefs.
8: Regular pre-flight pre-flight briefs were Recognizing the
10: need for action UFOs. and answers, I founded yeah. Americans for Safe Aerospace. The organization has since become a haven for UAP witnesses who were previously. Un-
0: <laughs> That's how you know he's, I'm sorry. That's how you know he's reading it. It's since become a haven for, instead of a Haven. Yeah. He's, he's reading. <laughs>
8: but, but what I, what I will say for this is that he doesn't give a fuck about the camera. Right? Like he's not performing. He's not trying to have <laughs> his 15 minutes of fame. He doesn't even make eye contact with the camera. He's just putting his bald head down and reading it out. Cause, It It makes him him. more
0: credible because it's like, this is not someone who's trying to get famous off it. And as you pointed out Thursday, David Grush is still the only one being talked about. And I think there's a reason for that. I think that he's the least credible one. He kind of, well, I want to talk about this later at the end, but there was a guy I was watching right before this who did a body. um, What do you call it? Like a body language stuff. Oh, And he kind of like, He reviewed, um, it was the interview, it wasn't this, so I didn't spoil any of this because I haven't watched this yet because I wanted to save it for for when we streamed it. But uh, he was doing this whole body language thing about David Grush and kind of explaining him, and I want to talk about that later. But there is a lot of things he does that makes him seem less credible. Some of it might be that he, one of the explanations is that he doesn't believe that, or he thinks people won't believe it. So a lot of times people will act kind of like liars when they mm-hmm. just expect people not to believe them. Like they'll yes. over explain. They'll be like, "Well, you know, what I mean," because uh, you just you already know that as soon as you say it, people are going to think you're kind of crazy. So there's a little bit of that going on.
10: Unspoken, due to the absence of a safe intake process, more than 30 witnesses have come forward, and almost 5,000 Americans have joined us in the fight for transparency at SafeAerospace.org. The majority of witnesses are commercial pilots at majority major airlines. Often they are veterans with decades of flying experience. Pilots are reporting UAP at altitudes that appear above them at 40,000 feet, potentially in low earth orbit or in the gray zone below the Karman line, making inexplicable maneuvers like right hand turns and retrograde orbits or J hooks. Sometimes these reports are reoccurring with numerous recent sightings north of Hawaii and in the North Atlantic. Other veterans are also coming forward to us regarding UAP encounters in our airspace and oceans. The most compelling involve observations of UAP by multiple witnesses and sensor systems. I believe these accounts are only scratching the surface and more will share their experiences once it is safe to do so.
0: Just want to point out really quick. I saw a few people saying that rumble is having trouble tonight. <clears throat> of course it is. Uh, we are going to be streaming this to, to YouTube and Facebook and a uh, rock and odyssey and all that stuff as yeah. well. So, we prefer that you guys watch it on Rumble and help us grow over there. But if it's not working, feel free to come over to one of the other places and, and check it out. So I see I Abby dropped already link. dropped the YouTube link. So there we yeah.
8: go. Corey and Josh are over in the YouTube chat. So if, you got, if some of you want to join them, um, I'm sure they wouldn't be mad about it.
0: Sure. So anyway, we'll continue this.
10: In closing, I recognize the skepticism surrounding this topic. If everyone could see the sensor and video data I witnessed, our national conversation would change. I urge us to put aside stigma and address the security and safety issue this topic represents. If UAP are foreign drones, it is an urgent national security problem. If it is something else, it is an issue for science. In either case, unidentified objects are concerned for flight safety. The American people deserve to know what is happening in our skies. It is long overdue. Thank you. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, but he, yeah, I mean,
0: he said basically like, hey, we're getting these things in pre-flight pre-flight briefings, Everybody knows about them. We're not allowed to report them. Even when we do want to report them, there's no system for them. it's exactly the problem that people have been trying to point out for literal decades. Yeah. yeah. So it's good to hear that from, from a, from an, was did you say it was an air force pilot or a Navy pilot?
8: I think this, that one was a Navy pilot.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Cause that's where a lot of the sightings are happening is out yeah. over the, the oceans and over stuff the like
8: water, that. Which is, it goes to, I can't remember who commented hit, was it Hicktown honey? Yeah. Or something. I yeah. think so.
0: Also, did you notice how he said we started seeing him in recent weeks around Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, just,
8: uh, we're
0: going to be talking about the Maui uh, fires. Uh, huh, but I did awesome. put a little bit of a thread on Twitter if you guys want to check that out about the direct energy weapons and videos of direct energy weapons and how they look, how climate change looks a lot like direct energy <laughs> weapons. So anyway. Mr. Rush.
6: Mr. Chairman, uh, ranking members, and congressmen, uh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is an important issue, and I'm grateful for your time. My name is David Charles Grush. I was an intelligence officer for 14 years, in the U, both in the U.S. Air Force, uh, both active duty Air National Guard and Reserve at the rank of major, and most recently from 2021 to 2025, or excuse me, 2023, uh, at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA, uh, at the GS-15 civilian level, which is uh, the military equivalent of a bird colonel.
0: Can see why people don't like this guy. Yep. Sorry, he does seem very full of himself. Yes. But yeah, yes, he does. and he, if if anyone is a lizard person in this committee, it, it very likely is this guy. But
8: in his defense, he got to be like really, really cool in the context of aliens. Like he gets all of this,
0: and I think he knows that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's,
8: it's like he's. I, to, to, I'm not. I'm not saying he's credible, but if he is. Like, you have to put yourself in the shoes of somebody who got to live the dream, got all of the access, all of the clearance, all of the secret knowledge, but it's aliens. And then he has to talk about aliens.
0: I mean, who would get excited to talk about aliens every week? I don't know who, would, who that would
8: be. I mean, be. but we're not normal. <laughs>
0: no, we're not.
6: I was my agency's co-lead in Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena and Transmedium Object Analysis as well as reporting to the UAP Task Force, UAPTF, uh, and eventually, once it was established, uh, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, (ARO), I became a whistleblower through a PPD-19 Urgent Concern filing in uh, May 2022 uh, with the Intelligence Community Inspector General. Uh, following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight uh, with regards to UAPs. My testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy and service to this country many of whom also have shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony to myself and many my various colleagues. I have taken every step I can to corroborate this evidence over a period of four years while I was with the UAP task force and do my due diligence on the individual sharing it. Uh, This is because of these steps I believe strongly uh, in the importance of bringing this information before you. I am driven by a commitment of both uh, to truth and transparency, rooted in our inherent duty to uphold the United States Constitution and protect the American. I'm asking Congress to hold our government to this standard and thoroughly investigate these claims. But as I stand here under oath now, I am speaking to the stands? facts as I've been told. them.
8: Are you standing, sir? Liar. <laughs> he lied under oath. He lied under oath. Dismiss it all. Electric
0: Biscuit says, you're not a whistleblower if you're given permission to speak on the subject for which you were revealing. I want to save that comment because I want to get back to that because I do have some thoughts on it. Yes. For sure. But well, I want to hear his testimony. I got a few things I want to say about it. In the U.S. Air Force, in my National Reconnaissance Office,
6: NRO, Reservist Capacity, I was a member of the UAP Task Force from 2019 to 2021. I served at the NRO Operations Center on the Director's briefing staff, which included the coordination of the presidential daily brief and supporting variety of contingency operations, which I was the reserve intelligence division chief uh, backup. In 2019, the UAP task force director asked me to identify all special access programs and controlled access programs, also known as SAPs and CAPs. Uh, We needed to satisfy our congressionally mandated mission and we were direct report at the time to the
0: Dept sec def at the time, due to my extensive executive level, I just want to point out really quick, cause it's going to c- come to a point I want to make in a little bit, pay attention to how every time he says something that he feels privileged to know. Yeah. Says it in a very certain, like, yeah, saps. Well, this is what it stands for to you plebeians. And it's yep. like, it's good to get that, but he, d- he does yeah. it in a way that it's like, I'm part of the inner group. It's kind of how it comes across, you know?
8: I definitely, I, I definitely just listened to this the previous time I yeah. listened to it. So it was, it was a lot, um, it was a lot better. <laughs> it was a lot better <laughs> not looking at his face.
0: That's true. That's true. And looking right. at his face, I will say this though. He's, he's, it seems like he goes out of his way to use military acronyms. Then look at you like, I know this cause you know, I'm important. I'm
8: super that's special. the point I wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: intelligence
6: support duties, I was cleared to literally all uh, relevant compartments and in a position of extreme trust, both in my military and civilian capacities. Uh, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, uh, to which I was denied access to those additional read-ons when I uh, requested... What were you going to say, Abby?
8: Okay, so a program about... uh, For what?
0: Crash <laughs> UFO crash retrievals. Yeah.
8: Fun. Okay. The cool. fact that we have
0: the program says something. That's yeah. And then he
8: was denied access, even though he was given all of the access. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this is where he, he tells you how cool he is and then he's like, but they wouldn't let me in.
0: <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wested it.
6: I made the decision based on the data I collected to report this information to my superior superiors and multiple inspectors general and in effect becoming a whistleblower. As you know, I've suffered retaliation for my decision, uh, but I am (laughs) hopeful But wait, what? Sorry. what? His
8: bosses gave him an instruction and then he was denied access to complete the instruction and going back to his bosses and telling them why he couldn't complete the instruction is whistleblowing.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I was going to save this, But I want to say this. All right. What we know from David Grush so far is that a lot of people have told him a lot of things. And then he's saying things in front of Congress that he's allowed to say. And when he's not allowed to say it, he tells you he's not allowed to say it. And everybody he talks to, it seems like they get up to a certain point of what they tell him and then cut him off. Like, he's making the point a lot to say that he's in the inner group, but he's not quite allowed the real information. There's a part of me that really feels like if there is a, and and it seems like there is for years now, a push for the government to control the narrative over UFOs, not to say that UFOs aren't real because they absolutely are not to say that there aren't, you know, biologics or alien species or whatever that we'll get into in a minute, but the narrative control part of David Grush makes me feel like he was fed a lot of information And he refers to himself in interviews as a Boy Scout and he comes across as that kind of like, I want to be the goody two shoes that make the teacher pat me on the back, but then stand up and say the thing that I'm allowed to say without really saying the thing because I'm not allowed to say it. Mm. It feels like he really wants credit from everybody. He wants to continue to make his government proud of him and he wants to be the good guy in the eyes of the public and he wants you to know that he's the good guy and he's the whistleblower, but this isn't whistleblowing.
8: It isn't. Is, is there like my the most charitable I could be on this is that is was he scared and did he want like whistleblower protections by going this route or is he just Th- trying this to is cool? not
0: <laughs> this is not what happens to whistleblowers this is what happened to Bob Lazar who said the same stuff in 1989 yeah it was an actual whistleblower if you believe him or not I'm just saying what he did would have been considered whistleblowing because he did it with yeah yeah. he did it without the, hey, can I please, Mr. Government, tell the public yeah. this thing? Yeah, you can tell the public. Like, it feels yeah. like he's being told and maybe he thinks, maybe he believes, because I think he believes it. Yeah. Maybe he believes that he's been given certain information and it's his duty, but who gave him the information? And then look who he's talking to and how he's talking about it. It seems like, the government on both ends of it, you know, the, the secret CIA side of the government and the and the Senate Congress side of the government are both saying you're allowed to talk about this. Please let the public know about this thing in the capacity that we want to them to know about it. And again, he's not he's not the guy who saw the stuff. And the two guys who saw the stuff that are also in this are not getting headlines. They're not being talked about by anybody. It's like David Grush 24-7 when it comes to any of this stuff. So it does feel like he's a puppet to some degree. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong?
8: Yeah, I think he's a very predictable guy and he can be kind of wound up and pointed in a direction.
0: That's yeah, that's how I feel about it. And I wanted to play this because this guy doesn't, it's not a conspiracy channel. Doesn't. It's just a, like a 30-second clip. It's not a conspiracy channel. The guy's not trying to say he believes this or that or the other. This guy just literally reads body language. And this was kind of his, some of his summing up thoughts on what David Grush's uh, interview was.
11: More is going to come and this will evolve. But as of right now, This wasn't this big, oh my God, oh my God, look at that. There was nothing like that in this whole thing. When he talks about aliens and spaceships and things like that, I believe that he believes that those things exist. There might be some embellishment, there might be some things that he's been led to believe that are exaggerated, but I believe fundamentally that he believes that these things are out there. Are they here? Do we really have that many? I'm not sure. he believes. He talks about them in a way where he doesn't think it's crazy to believe these things. If people with a very high power didn't want this out there, I don't think it would be. Especially because look at the messenger. This guy likes to belong. He doesn't like to betray. He doesn't like to throw people under the bus. And although we're seeing little bursts of, I heard some pretty un-American things, and little bursts of anger that, you know, this shouldn't be hidden, we should have access to this, we're not seeing someone who's pissed at an establishment. Folks, this is being hidden. We have to go after this information. There's no plea to the cameras, guys. You're being blinded. It doesn't have that whistleblower vibe of mm-hmm. I have information. We got to get this out. You know, talking about classified stuff. He's not doing that. He's still respecting these lines that someone else drew. So at the end when he said, you know, the human family, like it's important to him that that we're all just one big human family. That it just it just got my curiosity going. Like, is that the goal? Is that the mission here? Because we're not getting a ton of information, we're getting enough to go. Okay, we we better we better stick together on this one. There's a study I talk about in my seminars called the.
0: Yeah, we better stick together on this one.
8: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a good point, and I've seen that guy before. He yeah. he came up a lot in the Depp v. Heard trial, mm-hmm. where he was highly respected as far as body language goes. Um. Where was I going with that?
0: Just the idea. That what he was basically saying is that this guy feels not like a whistleblower. He feels like a guy who wants to belong.
8: Yes. No. He. Okay. He. He is a big fan of all the special, special privileges mm-hmm. that he got under the system. He's not trying to tear down the system. Right. It's like it's like the or, original blue checks on Twitter got. <laughs> 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 oh, you got it all right let's
0: move jack says on. a good important point he says uh he he is human lo- <laughs> he is human so he can't be in the inner, inner circle i don't know man he looks like a lizard person to me but we'll we'll continue full that my actions will ultimately lead
6: uh, to a positive outcome of uh, increased transparency uh thank you and i'm happy to answer your
2: questions thank you uh commander favor favor
8: i think this was the best one this okay. Is the uh thank
3: you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Carsmen, Congresswomen. Um no, I, I want to first you thank one. you for the invitation to speak to the committee on the UAP topic that's been in the news for the past six years and seems to be continuing to gain momentum.
0: As you know, my name is David Fravor. I'm want one person to stand up and be like, come on, you guys know about this. Half of you are lizard people anyway.
12: <laughs> like, come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Retired
3: commander in the United States Navy. In 2004, I was a commanding officer of Strike Fighter Squadron 41, the world-famous Black Aces. We were attached to carrier Wing 11, stationed on board the USS Nimitz, and had begun a two-month workup cycle off the coast of California. On this day, we were scheduled for a 2v2 air-to-air training with the USS Princeton as our control. When we launched off Nimitz, my wingman was joining up, we were told that the training was going to be suspended and we were going to proceed with real-world tasking. As we proceeded to the west, the air controller was counting down the range to an object that we were going to, and we were unaware of what we were going to see when we arrived. <clears throat> there, uh, the controller told us that these objects uh, had been observed for over two weeks, coming down from over 80,000 feet, rapidly descending to 20,000 feet, hanging out for hours, and then going straight back up, for those who don't realize, above 80,000 feet is space. We arrived at the location at approximately 20,000 feet in a controller called Merge Plot, which means that our radar blip was now in the same resolution cell as the contact. As we looked around, we noticed that we saw some white water off our right side. It's important to note that the weather on this day was as close to perfect as you could ask for off the coast of San Diego. Clear skies, light winds, calm seas, no white caps from waves. So the white water stood out in a large blue ocean. All four of us, because we were an F 18F, so we had pilots and Wizzo in the back seat looked down a small, saw a white tic-tac object with a longitudinal axis pointing north-south and moving very abruptly over the water like a ping-pong ball. There were no rotors, no rotor wash, or any sign of visible control surfaces like wings. As we started clockwise towards the object, my wizard and I decided to go down and take a closer look with the other aircraft staying in high cover to observe both us and the tic-tac. We proceeded around the circle about 90 degrees from the start of our descent, and the object object suddenly shifted its longitudinal axis, aligned it with my aircraft, and began to climb. We continued down another 270 degrees, nose low, where the Tic Tac, or we considered 270 degrees, and we went nose low to where the Tic Tac would have been. Our altitude at this point was about 15,000 feet, and the Tic Tac was about 12,000. As we pulled nose onto the object, within about a half mile of it, it rapidly accelerated in front of us and disappeared. Our wingman, roughly 8,000 feet above us, lost contact also. We immediately turned back to see where the white water was at, and it was gone also. So as we started to turn back towards the east, the controller came up and said, sir, you're not gonna believe this, but that thing is at your cat point, roughly 60 miles away in less than a minute. You can calculate the speed. We returned to Nimitz, we were taking off our gear, we were talking to one of my crews that was getting ready to launch, we mentioned it to him. And they went out and luckily got the video that you see, that 90-second video. What you don't see is the radar tape that was never released, and we don't know where it's at, of uh, the act of jamming that the object put on an APG-73 radar. And I can get into modes later if you're interested. I
0: just want to point out, like, this is so similar to the testimony of pilots in World War II. I know we just covered that, but the shape, the, the, every, like, the speed, all of that stuff. They were saying, they were saying there was going, what, what was that speed? 3,600 miles an hour, roughly? That's what he's saying. It,
8: but it's like one of those, like, that's really fast.
0: Well, 60 times 60 is 3,600. So in uh, World War II, that's how fast they were saying that uh, some of the Foo Fighters are going. It was over 3,000 miles an hour. And then he says it all of a sudden did something and they couldn't see it on radar. It was shaped the same way. It was moving in the same patterns. So this that like all already makes me believe this. I mean, we have evidence of this story beyond just the people telling it. We have like radar and video and things like that. But... Uh, that's why I feel like this one is already more credible, but
3: what is shocking to us is that the incident was never investigated None of my crew were ever questioned tapes were never taken and after a couple days it turned into a great story with friends It wasn't until 2009 till Jay Stratton had contacted me to investigate Unbeknownst all he was part of the Tip program in the pentagon led by lou alzando Uh, and there was an unofficial official report that came out. That's now on the internet Years later, I was contacted by the other pilot, Alex Dietrich, and asked if I'd been contacted, and I said no, but I'm willing to talk. I was contacted by Mr. Elizondo, and uh, we talked for a short period of time, and he said we'd be uh, in contact. A few weeks after that, I was made aware that Lou had left the Pentagon in protest and joined forces with Tom DeLong, Chris Mellon, Steve Justice, and others to form Two Stars Academy, an organization that pressed the issue with leading industry experts and U.S. government officials. They worked with Leslie Keene, who was present today, Ralph Blumenthal, and Helene Cooper to publish the articles in the New York Times 2017, uh, New York Times, and it removed the stigma on the topic of UFOs, which is why we're here today. Those articles opened the door for the government and public that cannot be closed. It has led to an interest from our elected officials who are not focused on little green men, but figuring out where these craft are, where are they from, the technology they possess, how do they operate. It also led to the Whistleblower Protection Act and the NDAA. There are multiple witnesses coming forward to say, uh, that have firsthand knowledge, and, and Mr. Grush just covered that. What concerns me is that there's no oversight from our elected officials on anything associated with our government processing or working on craft, uh, believe not from this world. This issue is not a full public disclosure that could undermine national security, but it is about ensuring that our system of checks and balances works across all work done in the government using taxpayer funds. Relative to government programs, even unacknowledged wage programs have some level of oversight by the appropriate committee members in the House and Senate, and this work that is said to be occurring from whistleblower testimonies should not be exempt. In closing, I would like to say that the tic-tac object we engaged in 2004 was far superior to anything that we had on time, have today, or are looking to develop in the next 10 years. If we, in fact, have programs that possess this technology and needs to have oversight from those people that the citizens of this great country elected in office to represent what is best for the United States and best for the citizens, I thank you for your time. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much. I know was- yeah, That's, so he... he
8: yeah. Let's go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that they keep... Pointing out to the con- to Congress, you guys don't have any control over this. There are programs that are outside of your oversight. And I can see that going one of two ways. I can see that just being a like, hey, you guys like power.
7: Guess what? You <laughs> right. don't have power
8: over And As like a manipulation tactic. But I can also see it being a pre-approved, hey, make sure everybody in the audience knows that no one in Congress knows about this. So that they yeah. can't get mad at their representative. For Do you
0: believe that no one in Congress knows about no, this stuff? I don't. I don't, I don't. either. <laughs> I don't either. Like I, I understand black budget projects and how they how they work, and they've been around for a long time. But I just I have a hard time believing. I don't know. Like some of the people who are the loudest, I wonder if they uh, like Harry Reid. I wonder if he like protests so much because he really knows and he wants to like be like. But by the way, I don't know.
8: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not
0: in these groups.
8: I have no idea what's going on. Like <laughs> how how at some point. How like at some point you're telling me you didn't get in a room with somebody who knew and ask the question.
0: I don't know. I'm not at one of your co-orgies. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Somebody knows. Somebody said something to some of these somebody people. Knows. I think AOC doesn't know, but that's because she's,
8: she's in this and it's, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> uh, she is.
8: <laughs> yeah.
0: I heard her name at the beginning. So yeah, that'll be fun. It was very difficult for all of you. All you've done
2: in the past to try to illuminate this issue call myself first for some questions. I'm gonna start with Mr. Graves. Um, Are your pilots, are pilots that you interact with as part of your organization, do you feel adequately trained and briefed on how to handle encounters with UAPs?
10: No. Right now, uh, military witnesses to UAP have limited options for reporting UAP, Uh, but more more concerning is that commercial uh, aviation sector has not adapted to the lessons that the military has implemented. Um, The military and Department of Defense has stated that UAP represent uh, a critical aviation safety risk. Uh, We have not seen that same same language being used in the commercial markets. They are not acknowledging this risk.
2: Okay. What steps do you think have to be taken to improve a pilot's UAP reporting, be it military or commercial?
10: Right now, we need a system where pilots can report without fear of losing their jobs. Uh, there is a fear Bingo. that the stigma associated with this topic is going to lead to professional repercussions, either through management or perhaps through their yearly physical check. So having a secure system, reducing the stigma, uh, and making this, available, this information available through the public is going to reduce uh, the concerns that aircrew have.
2: Could you just give me a little idea of the degree to which reports in the past are, are not made public right now?
10: Well, I don't think there has been a proper reporting system to gather those reports and thus not report them. Uh, So to answer your question, I think there is a dearth of data due to the fact that the reporting has been limited up to this time.
0: This is the exact same problems that uh, people reported in the government in the 1950s, late 1950s, early 1960s, was saying, hey, you've got this thing called Project Blue Book, but we tell you stuff and you just like question us and send people to our homes to intimidate us and you don't write them down. Uh, because project blue book became a a total thing. It was originally there to, to look into the UFO things and come up with a report. And then around 1954, it became, let's pretend we have a thing for the next 15 years, but we'll just use it as a way to like blacklist people and intimidate them and stuff. So they just, people were coming to the government and then being like, Oh, this is terrible. And then they tell their friends, Hey, if you see something and you're supposed to tell the government, they have a whole project for it. But if you do, it's probably going to ruin your life. And literally since then, it's been this, it's been that and worse. They got rid of it. And then it just became openly like, do not talk about this. Yeah.
8: And then people are like, what do you know? There's, there's no credible reports. That's the nobody who is sane (laughs) is like every well-adjusted person with something to lose is not going to come forward and lose it. So it's only the crazy people
13: who are, this goes,
0: this goes beyond the military too, because this is the thing we see, because you have to be crazy to talk about it publicly. Yes. Yes. You have to be a little crazy to talk about this stuff publicly. So therefore, people who are sane and rational seeing this aren't talking about it. And they're like, well, the people who are talking about it look a little nuts. I'm like, that's by design. No shit, <laughs> That's literally by design. Yeah, That's why there's a stigma around it. That's why in every movie you see the crazy hillbilly saying something at the local bar when he's drunk. Yeah, You don't see the businessman going like, yeah, on my way to work down I-94, uh, UFO buzzed my car and it left burns across the hood. Like, you don't hear that stuff because they're never going to tell anybody. Yeah. They're just going to go to therapy.
8: (laughs) But everybody who has friends and gets them a little drunk from time to time hears stories about, hey, I've seen Bigfoot. Hey, I've seen a UFO. Like, there's stories out there. You just have to get in those moments with people
0: i've learned it was funny because when i was a kid my uncle told me this he's like if you talk to anyone anyone in the world and you ask them the weirdest thing they've seen they will have a story every single person does you just have to get it out of them and i've used this in my life where i'll just you know anytime i get to know somebody i'll ask them those questions and you'll hear a ghost story or a cryptid story ufo story from literally everyone
8: yeah whenever i I have a a conspiracy type podcast and i'm like yeah i know that's kind of weird and they'll be like no 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 I saw a ghost one time. <laughs> and they like try to make you feel better about your weirdness by offering up their story. It's good.
2: It's
0: Yeah, fun. I love it.
2: <laughs> Could you tell me why you believe it's kind of to play the devil's advocate, a reason why some of this stuff should not be available to the public?
10: There's certainly some national security concerns when we use our advanced sensors and our tactical jets to be able to identify these these objects. However, there's no reason that the objects themselves would be classified. Uh, I would be curious to see how the security classification guideline actually spells out the different uh, nuances of how this topic is classified from the, t- from the perspective of UAP, not national security. I'll give you a follow
2: up on that. Assuming that there are reasons why not all this should be made public, this has been around for a long period of time. Um, can you think of, can any of the three of you think of any reason? Why anything related to uh, UAPs, say, 15 years and back, should not be immediately made public?
6: I think one of it is uh, acknowledging um, a vulnerability, both from a collection and I'll just say a you know countermeasure this perspective. So it's uh, not it. we haven't cracked for many years.
2: Yeah, even say 20.
0: What's the point? The-
8: well, he could have said it better, but I think what he's trying to say is like if if they open it up. They acknowledge that they kind of did something wrong in hiding it in the first, place. they acknowledge a vulnerability where we hid this because we didn't know what to do with it because we don't know what it is or whatever it is.
0: True. I, I feel like that only works if your fear is that these things are from China or Russia as they obviously are not.
8: That's, that's fair. Or,
0: or they're worried about China or Russia trying to exploit that, vulnerable like, but I don't know how they would because the way they're describing these things is like, yeah, this is impossible. This is like beyond physics.
8: Yeah, the only thing I think of is if they know because of history that Hitler had contact with the beings and they were on his side and they don't want to tell the country and they don't. So maybe they don't want to tell the (laughs) countries, you know, that might have a better relationship than them.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is he said 15 years and before, and he's like, don't go back to like 1946 when we yeah. like brought in all the Nazi scientists who had the UFO technology and we've been reverse engineering it since then. Like that's the part we don't want you to know. Maybe there's like a, a date where we won't have the files cause we lost a lot. Of stuff. <laughs> I, don't know. I like this one from Jack says, we don't want people to know we own and use some of this technology. Yes. I think I that think is that definitely is a part of it.
8: Explicitly stated. Just in a okay. in a little bit.
0: All right, let's keep watching. Twenty years back, is there
2: any reason why, when you go back that far, things shouldn't be made public? Uh,
6: unless it shows a specific national security vulnerability as it relates uh, to a weakness in okay.
2: particular defenses. Oh, okay, Mister Fravor, the TikTok incident that you and the-
0: I would say to that though, the one last caveat to that is like you you can tell people about things without the like. There's redaction for a reason. There's like certain things you can leave out of a report and still say, yeah, we saw this thing and it's real. But yeah, anyway.
2: With, that you were engaged occurred in 2004. What kind of reporting took place after that incident?
3: None, we had a standard debrief where the backseaters went down to our uh, carrier intel center and briefed what had happened and that was it. No one else talked to us and I was in the top 20 in the battle group, no one came. The captain was aware, the admiral was aware, nothing was done.
2: Your commanding officers provide any sort of justification?
3: No, because I was the commanding officer <laughs> of the okay. squadron, so no.
2: Was this incident the only UAP event that you encountered while you were a pilot? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, this is for any one of you. Based, on, based off of each of your experiences and observations, do you believe UAPs pose a potential threat to our national security?
3: Yes. And here's why the, the technology that we faced was far superior than anything that we had. And you could
0: put that anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. That was a really stupid question. Do you think the technology that's so yeah. far superior to anything we have that you just detailed like point by point how it did, how fast it moved, the way it moved? <laughs> do you think that that thing that we couldn't possibly shoot down or defend ourselves against poses question, any threat?
8: They want it on the record.
0: I guess it is a fair
8: not to defend the pasty white, (laughs) like not that he's white, just that he's pasty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, you're right for being on the record, but I guess somebody has to be the person that asks the dumb question just to get it on record. (laughs) They didn't want to leave. If you
3: had one, you captured one, you reverse engineered it. You got it to work. You're talking something that can go into space, go someplace, drop down in a matter of seconds, do whatever it wants and leave. And there's nothing
2: we can do about it. Nothing. Okay. Either the other, you two? Well,
10: I would also like to add from a commercial aviation and military aviation perspective, we deal with uncertainty in our operating space as a matter of, uh, of our protection, professional actions. Identifying friend from foe is, is very important to us. Uh, and so when we have unidentified targets and we continue to ignore those due to a stigma or a fear of what it could be, That's an opening that our adversaries can take advantage of.
2: What what, what, uh, steps should be taken to better understand and respond to UAP encounters in the interest of national security?
10: There needs to be a location where this information is centralized for processing and there needs to be a two-way communication loop so the operators on the front end have a feedback and can can get best practices on how to process information, what to do. Uh, and to ensure that they they their reporting is being listened to. Right okay, now, okay. there is not a lot of back yeah. and forth.
2: M- Mr. Grush, There's no your complaint to the intelligence community inspector. Sorry.
8: At least, yet, The immediate question is like, were they aggressive in any way? Like, these UFOs, are they aggressive? Like, it, it seems like it's just understood that the UFOs are never aggressive. And that the only concern is somebody could reverse engineer it. And then fly it to you and you would ignore it because you usually ignore those things.
0: Yeah, it is weird that they're not talking about the aggression part at all. It is kind of understood, which makes me think that they, these people do know a little bit more they than do, they're I letting they're on.
8: Exactly, they're not, yeah, they're but, not asking the questions you would ask if you didn't know anything.
0: But like if it was a deadly threatening force, right? Like the, the scouts never <laughs> like engage right. unless they have to. Like I, I know people right. who are Cav Scouts and that's like their whole job is to get in and out without being seen or getting into a firefight. Like that's right. the point of the job. Um, and they're they're really good at it. But it's like if I think that's kind of what's being understood here is that like these things, if they are meaning us harm, they're, they're, these are the scouts. These are the ones who are checking us out. testing. I mean, why else would they be testing our pilots abilities by getting them to chase them and things like that? Right.
8: Right. There's also never a question about like, did did they communicate anything to you by their movement? Did they see- appear to be teasing you? Did they appear to be w- waving high? Like, there's 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 no acknowledgement that there's a being. Yeah. In those UFOs.
0: Did they put Mr. Grothman at char- in charge because he's like so uninterested in the topic?
8: Uh, maybe. It almost feels like there's it. better question askers coming, but yeah. Maybe it's just because most people in the Senate are really boring. Or is this the House? I guess this is the House.
0: Uh, Yeah, it'd be the House. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it a joint session?
8: Pretty. Oh, I'll look that up
2: real quick while we're watching this. You, Inspector General, you claim that you believe information is being hidden. What kind of information do you think was hidden and do you think it should remain hidden?
6: Yes, I can speak to that very briefly in unclassified manner.
2: It
0: is it is the House, by the way. I mean, I knew that some of these were House members. I just didn't know if there were senators there as well. But it's just the House. So,
6: as you know, the preponderance of my complaint was classified to the intelligence communities, uh, both uh, material acquisition and exploitation activity, um, also
0: uh, baselining the UAP. Hold on, hold on. I gotta I gotta say something about this comment here. <laughs> this is the most fun that these uh, congressmen will have all year, outside of the coke orgies, maybe. Yeah. The like, most fun in their job. I, you forgot I,
8: I, <laughs> the orgies, Jack forgot the
0: orgies,
6: Jax. Come on, get with the program. He's been not sharing it with, you know, intelligence professionals that are actually doing step briefs to pilots, uh, that that kind of information.
2: Yeah. Okay.
14: Thank you very much. Now we'll go to Mr. Garcia. Thank you. Um, again, thank you all for, for your service and for testifying today. I um, want to just uh, talk about the UAPs as it relates to what we're seeing in the pilots' interaction with UAPs. Particularly, Mister Graves, one of the I think, concerns that for members of this committee is this idea that pilots, there's no system to actually report UAPs, and the stigma around pilots. And so, could you, can you just brief?
0: I'm sorry. The, if they wanted to do something about this, they would have done it in 2017. And I, yeah. I feel like they're just like, oh, really? There's nothing. It's like you guys have known this
8: yeah. forever.
0: Anyway, sorry.
8: Yeah, it, it, it's like this is this is 2023. Like they obviously don't want
0: to do anything about it. Is the point. yeah.
8: Can you ask a question other than like, "Oh, ca- how can we re- make the reporting system better than you make so one
0: at all?" Yeah, make so that
8: one because can... first. So you mentioned oh, the... sorry,
0: you're working sorry, with thirty sorry. pilots. I didn't mean to hit the button. Go ahead.
8: What are you going to do? Make the reporting system better so you can ignore it better?
0: <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> make it better so you can, uh, you know, put someone in a psych.
8: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, discharge. Yeah.
8: Make it better so you can make them sign an NDA after they. Report it?
0: Right, yeah. Pilots
14: right now that have had encounters with UAPs. Uh, but you've also, I believe, um, discussed and know of many more pilots. This is just those that you're currently working with. Is that correct? Can you expand on that?
10: Certainly. I'll break that down in two ways. First, when we were first experiencing these objects off the Eastern Seaboard in the 2014 to 2015 time period, Anyone that had upgraded their radar systems were seeing these objects. So there was a large number of my colleagues uh, that were detecting these objects off the eastern seaboard. They were fur- further correlating that information with their other onboard sensors, uh, and many of them also had their own uh, eye sightings as well of these objects. Now, that was our personal first, uh, firsthand experience at the time. Since then, uh, as I've engaged this topic, uh, others have reached out to me to share their experiences, both uh, on the military side as well as the commercial aviation side. On the military aviation side, uh, veterans that have recently got out have shared their stories and have expressed how the objects we were seeing in 2014, 2015 uh, continued all the way to 2019, 2020, and beyond. And so it became a generational issue for naval aviators on the eastern seaboard. This was something we were briefing uh, to new students. This is something that was included in the notice to airmen to ensure that there was no uh, uh, accidents. Um, and now with commercial aviators, they are reaching out because they are having somewhat similar experiences as our military brothers and sisters, but they do not have any reporting system that they can send this to.
14: And, and let me just add, to, and bo- both to, to um, Mr. Fravor uh, as well as Mr. Graves, not having this system for, for reporting, um, would you both agree that it's harmful to not just our national security interests but to understand this phenomenon of what's happening with UAPs?
3: I think it's it's uh, it's a, it's actually it's a travesty that we don't have a system to correlate this and actually investigate. You know, so if you took the East Coast, you know, there's 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 coastal radars out there that monitor our air defense identification zone, so out to 200 miles. Uh, they can track these, you know, so when you see them, they could actually go and pull that data and, and get maneuvering, and, and instead of just having the airplanes, there's other data sources out there, and I've talked to other government officials on this, so you need a centrally located repository that these reports go to, So if you just stuck it in DOD, you wouldn't get anything out of the intelligence committee because they have a tendency not to talk. But if you had a central location where these reports would come in, not just military but also commercial aviation, because there's a lot of that going on, especially if you talk to anyone that flies from here to Hawaii,
0: over the Pacific they see odd lights. They keep bringing up Hawaii and the weird lights. Sorry. Anyway.
3: So I think you need to develop something that allows you a central point to collect the data in order to investigate.
14: Mr. Graves?
10: I would concur with everything Mr. Fravor said. Um, I'll continue to say that the commercial pilots that have reached out to me through Americans for Safe Aerospace are doing so because they don't feel there's another way for them to report this safety issue.
14: And I think one of the clear outcomes of this hearing already um, is that there has to be a safe and transparent reporting process for pilots, both on the commercial side and the military side, to be able to report UAPs in a way that's also transparent, but also understands the scope of our of our national security interests uh, and what uh, may be classified or not. But I think there has to be some sort of system and so that's something that i hope can be an outcome that this committee can um can work on obviously <laughs> uh, is there anything else for just for the two of you briefly beyond this reporting system that you think that we can do with the government to encourage facilitate more civilian reporting on
10: i think the we're civilian- doing it right now okay and great i think this hearing is is going to show the american people that their government takes this topic seriously
14: and how and, and how about civilians that may not be pilots <laughs> what kind of process could be in place for civ-
0: nobody just
14: answered anyway civilians who are not pilots, who may have UAP encounters, do either of you have any suggestions Call that could Tom facilitate DeLong. that?
10: My recommendations would, make, uh, would be to make that a, sens- a sensor-centric operation in order to make it as objective as possible. Okay. Sir, Mr. Favor. No, I agree with Mr. Graves In other on words,
8: that. Okay. They're, not, they're not talking about a reporting system that just anyone could report to. They're talking about a reporting system where people who see these things on sensors can report. Mm. Right? Is that is that not what he said? Sensor centric reporting system?
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. I I thought he meant like central, as in like that because the other guy was talking about how if you just give it to the DOD, they're gonna hide it. And so it has to be somewhere where all of the different branches of the government can access these reports.
8: I think they're also saying that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably I didn't think about that with it being a radar thing. Oh, something go wrong.
8: I mean,
0: there we Sorry, go. You, you there? Yep. Okay, <laughs> you cut out for a minute there. Oh. Were you saying something?
8: Nope. Okay. Continue. Oh, All wait. Right. I, I did remember, wasn't there something about them... R- changing their sensors or up updating radar or something in like that. 2015
0: they updated the radar and the people with the new and improved radar were seeing them more so this is how a lot of people wrote off saying it's just a new radar that you haven't tested out but they'll ignore all of these pilots including mr graves who've said yeah no that just helped us find them we could see them on our radar better now and then okay. we went out and checked and we saw them visually with, like, with our own eyes so okay a lot of people missed that second part or intentional. I think intentionally missed that second part because they don't want to believe, but yes, they did yeah. update the radar. So there's two ways to look at it. either the radar was having malfunctions, which is the debunker side of it. Or mm. if you listen to the whole testimony, they use the radar to go find the things. And it's just that the new and improved radar. I mean, this is what's interesting is going back to again to the forties they weren't being picked up on radar at all. So the fact that we've improved our radar to the point where we can actually pick them up somehow uh, is interesting and maybe suggests that they know what it is that was making them not be able to pick them up before. Maybe they back engineered some of these things. Mm. Um, just, just, just briefly.
14: I also just want to. Um, note, for particularly for the two pilots, and I have a question for Mr. Grush. One of the things that I found fascinating in our discussion, with Mr. Graves, last night as well is that you've both described um, UAPs and formations and the way they, have, they, they, they are uh, observed in space or, or in our air, and the way that they move is essentially um, ways in which current technology or aircraft that we know of are unable to actually function or move. And so will you just, for the public record, again once, once again, um, just uh, briefly Uh, either describe or note that aircraft that are being witnessed, particularly by the 30 folks that you're working with, are essentially outside the scope of anything that we know of today and the technology we have today. Mr. Graves, Mr. Fravor?
10: Yes, uh, the objects that are being seen by commercial pilots are uh, performing maneuvers that are unexplainable due to our current understanding of our technology and our capabilities as a country, and that applies for the military as well. Mr., Mr.,
14: Mr. Fravor?
3: Yeah, I concur with that. We have nothing that can stop in midair and go the other direction, nor do we have anything that can, like in our situation, come down from space, hang out
14: for three hours, and go back up. Thank you. My last question, and so, and sometimes you, I know that some, you have also said some
0: of these. Do you have something to say, Abby?
8: Yeah, that, that, that guy, not Garcia, but the third gentleman. <clears throat> yeah. To be fair, I have a little bit more of a visceral reaction to his face than I do brush of, like, I didn't notice it when I was just listening to him. But if I was just talking to him in real life, I'd be like, what's with your facial expressions, sir? It just seems a little... Maybe he's just really, really practiced with talking about these things.
0: He has been talking about this particular incident since at least 2017 or 2019 when uh, Tom yeah. DeLong helped bring it to the public. So, But, but I've also
8: seen other people who talk about things a lot. I'm not saying he's not whatever, but he does seem a little maybe smug about it, but maybe... It's a little just, bit, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm the picking it up too. I'm gonna pay attention to his facial expression a little bit more. I just, I just assumed it was like, I'm sick of talking about this, dudes. Like you, you're not yeah, gonna do that's anything. Like, that's that's kind of <laughs> how I was reading it. But that's fair. Yeah.
14: Answers in the past. We're trying to get them on the public record as well, which is really important. Mr. Gresh, finally, do you believe that our government is in possession of UAPs?
6: Uh, absolutely, based on interviewing uh, over 40 witnesses over four years.
14: And and, and where?
6: I know the exact locations and, and those locations were provided to the inspector general and some of which to the intelligence committees. I actually had the people with the firsthand knowledge um, provide a protected disclosure to the inspector general.
14: Thank you. And Mr. Chairman, I would just say that I think that these questions are important questions and I look forward to uh, being involved in the process to get those answered. I know there'll be a lot of questions from other committee members, so I yield back. Thank you. We'll go to Mr. Burchard himself.
0: Thank you, okay, Mr. Okay, can Chair. I just point this out? Like, couldn't they subpoena the attorney general and be like, Hey, like we this is within our purview to know this. Seems like they would do something about it, but I'm not sure we're going to see it.
8: Everything about this hearing is so curated.
0: That's what I'm saying. So curated. It's like, can we ask you the question? Oh, your answer was that you do know, but you won't talk because you're a whistleblower and the guy who will talk. Cool. Thanks for telling us his name. We already knew it and we're never going to do anything about it. Like that's what it feels like to me.
8: It gets worse
9: okay yeah chairman thank you uh, mr. Garcia I would like to have you on the my legislation to do just that on the on the reporting um, and we'll get together on that maybe you can be my co-sponsor on that that'd be really we'll cool. talk about it, it on the next uh, great question I um, agreed
8: to that that was not <laughs>
9: I know <laughs> mr. Graves again I'd like to know um, how do you know that these were not our aircraft some of the behaviors that we saw in a working area, we would see these
0: objects... Uh, as a pilot in the United States Navy, how did you know that this wasn't the aircraft that you were flying?
10: <laughs> Being at 0. 0.0 miles. No, he does
0: make a point, though. Like It could be other parts of the government flying, you know, crafts that they made. But If
8: still. we were asking, like, obvious questions and building up to less obvious questions, that would make sense as a first question, I guess. I
10: guess. I guess. <laughs> huh? That's zero airspeed over a certain pieces of the ground. So what that means, just like a river, if you throw a bobber in, it's going to float downstream. These objects were staying completely stationary in category four hurricane winds. These same objects would then accelerate to supersonic speeds 1.1, 1.2 Mach, uh, and they would do so in very erratic and, and quick behaviors that we don't I don't have an explanation for.
9: Okay. Have you, have you spoken to um, commercial and military pilots um, that have seen these off of our East Coast? I have. Okay. Um, Mr. Favre, I noticed that um, in the Tic Tac video, uh, it's Tic Tac like the candy, not Tic Tock like the uh, Chinese Communist. Oh, uh, my God. uh, (laughs) That's correct. Yes, sir. I just want to make that. uh, because This is Tic Tac like the candy, not Tic Tock like those commies.
0: Oh, this guy's awful. My daughter uh, corrected me on <laughs> my that. My daughter and called me likes a Boomer TikTok
9: and today hey, Boomer, and I said, "No, baby, it's Tic Tac like the candy. You're gonna have to just look it up."
0: I think he's one of the greatest generation. This guy's pretty old.
9: And um, but now I would also like to say today is a is a day of many firsts. It's a um, miracle that we're having this this meeting, and it's also a miracle that my wife has put up with me for nine years today. No
0: shit, <laughs> <laughs> that is <a> miracle. <laughs> Crazy! <laughs> I actually agree with this guy. for Today,
9: today is my anniversary, so I want to tell my wife happy anniversary and that I love her very much. Um,
15: hey, baby! Oh As she likes to talk. say,
9: this nine I can't years do been an anniversary two dinner because I'm life, busy cause cause
0: I'm doing a talking UFO hearing. about
9: UFO parents,
0: <laughs> and I had to make my jabs about the TikTaks and the TikTalks. I
8: can't believe he's doing this. <laughs> I hope this you're
9: proud of, of me, honey.
8: Taking his wife on a date.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um Mr. Favor, what what astonished you the most about the the flight capabilities of these Tic Tac? Very briefly,
3: uh, the performance, absolute performance. It was,
9: and, well and you're you're not aware of any other objects that anybody in the world has in this world that has those capabilities.
3: No, I think it's far beyond actually our material science that we currently possess. I
9: Are you aware well. of any other reconnaissance platform? You see it now? What I was saying. Yeah, he's
0: like. He's like, yeah. Like, he, that's us. what I'm saying. Yeah, he looks okay. kind of like, yeah, no, this is <laughs> retarded. I know you guys don't aren't going to do anything. I have to be here. Uh, that's what I get from it.
9: Forms of tractor recorded the tic Tacs maneuvers. Maybe the NORAD system or any of the others. I am not okay, Mr. Grush. Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you all very much. Um, have you faced any retaliation or reprisals for any of your testimony or anything on these lines?
6: Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf and I don't want to compromise that investigation.
0: I have to make it sh- clear that I am a whistleblower and not a government stooge who's out here to control the narrative. That's what that reads to me. Investigation
6: b- by providing anything that may uh, uh, help provide somebody <laughs> information. But it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate. Some of the tactics they used to... Um, Hurt me both professionally and and personally, to be quite
0: frank. Who's they? The worst whistleblower ever. Who are they? What did they do? Like anything. I don't know, man.
8: Maybe maybe they should have waited on this hearing until he could talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
8: But it's it's almost like it's very heavily curated and they had good excuses to not share the information they didn't want to share but they wanted to hint at certain things
0: you'd think that a Congress that was interested would get him whistleblower protection before having the meeting or yeah. you know like speed up the process so they yeah. could have the hearing and actually get something uh-huh. out of it instead of just appease the public as if you know or, or continue to move the ball towards like we want to make sure that you guys are aware of this but we want to make sure that we control the narrative
8: no they want to be able to point back to this and be like see we told you
9: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
8: And we're going to be like, "No, you no, the fuck you didn't."
9: <laughs> <laughs> As they say when you're over the target, that's when they do the most fi- fire at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people <laughs> who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes. Personal. <laughs> yes. When you're over the target, Man. that's when they
8: do the uh the most firing at you. <laughs>
0: That was some long crazy eyes from David Grush. Yes.
8: <laughs> I was still stuck on the
0: that. That was awkward. Thing. Yeah. When you're over the target on them, tic tac communists. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the far edge.
8: <laughs> I do not want to dismiss the crazy eyes. The...
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We got Anthony over here with a $50 rumble rant. that says my blue beam senses are tingling. I, I'm hearing you. Aunt yeah. The Knee. Yeah. Anthony. I love that. That's an amazing name. That's uh, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> now I want to watch uh, Ant Man again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Thank you so much for the rumble rant. Yeah, well, let's continue this. I don't know if I have anything else just intelligent to
9: say except to point out that David well, Grush you creeped you me out. Go
8: back to show me the crazy eyes because I missed them. I was laughing too hard.
9: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I w- maybe went back a little far. It's hard Been harmed or injured. In efforts to cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology. No, I think he skipped yes. a
8: head. Oh, wait.
9: Personally. No.
0: There it was.
9: <laughs> <You're hurt.
8: laughs>
9: yes.
0: Uh, personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I'm
8: sorry. So the question is has, <laughs> has, have any, has anyone been hurt or killed covering up?
9: Yeah, let's listen to it again. I'm sorry. Been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal any retaliation or reprisals for? Any of your testimony or anything?
0: I went back a little far on
9: these lines.
6: Yeah, uh, I have to be careful what I say in detail because there is an open uh, whistleblower reprisal investigation on my behalf, and I don't want to compromise that investigation by providing anything that may uh, uh, help provide somebody (laughs) information. But it was very brutal and uh, very unfortunate, some of the tactics they used to um, hurt me both professionally and, and personally, to be quite frank. Yeah.
9: It's very unfortunate, as they say, when you're over the target, that's when they do the most fi- firing at you. Do you have any personal knowledge of people who have been harmed or injured? Of people have been harmed In efforts to them. cover up or conceal these extraterrestrial technology? Yes.
6: <laughs> Personally.
9: Have, you heard, have anyone been murdered that you, would think, that you know of or have heard of, I guess?
6: I have to be careful asking that question. I directed people with that knowledge to the appropriate authorities.
9: Maybe so, in a... So, um, yes. We could... <laughs>
8: this question feels like it comes out of came out of nowhere. It feels like he <clears> knows something and he's trying to ask a question to get the thing out there, but he didn't ask a good question because it's like, what? wait, why would people be hurt or killed covering this up? What do we, what are we talking about? Who is they? Who's, be, who's murdering?
0: Of course, people have been hurt or killed to cover this up, but, but I, I, by I, who? Yeah. Like,
8: are, are we not going to say it's the government?
0: Like, I have to be careful answering who in the government would have done the thing that, or, Oh shoot. I said government. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Again, it's like, did you come here to talk or did you come here to like, just say, I can't say anything? I don't know. I don't get it.
9: Get it, get in a um, confidential area. Skiff. We could talk about that, but unfortunately um, we were denied. Do you want to play a, uh, or do you want to explain what a skiff is to people who don't know?
8: I, I'm not sure I completely understand, but it comes up a lot. I'll,
0: I'll look up the definition. I kind of understand, but basically it's like you can't say this in a public setting, but we can pull you off into a sidebar and you can tell us okay. without telling the public because it might be like an NDA right. or confidential thing. So there's yeah. like a select committee that he can go to and, and say, answer the question the Congress asked him, right? but not to the American people, but, essentially.
8: So did you hear what he burned it? just said he asked the question and then he he said i can't answer that Mm -hmm. and then he's like unfortunately we've been denied access to a skiff where you could answer the question so he knew that the question couldn't be answered when he asked it
0: which is interesting because i think that's why he said i think that's why he asked it he's like hey by the way this guy's going to essentially tell you that people have been killed for trying to talk about this yeah by not answering the question
8: but by who (laughs)
9: <laughs> had access to the skiff and that's very unfortunate in this in this scenario
8: also um, who denied access who denied access to your
9: favor right you believe that you witnessed an additional object under the water in relation to your encounter
0: i
3: will say we did not see an object there was something there to cause the white water and when we turned around it was gone so there was...
0: really quickly um, a skiff is a sensitive compartmented information facility. It's an ultra secure room where officials and government contractors uh, take extraordinary precaution to review highly classified information. So that's what it is, basically. You know, can't say it here in front of people, but we'll go into a secret area with certain people that are allowed in to talk about this information, the question that you asked. So certain people in Congress can get the answer, but not the rest of
9: Congress, not the rest of the American people.
0: There was something there that obviously moved.
9: Okay, it was was not though that you were you were looking at correct
3: no we actually joked that the tic-tac was communicating with something when we came back and could because of water disappeared
9: uh, we were in, in another instance were told about the capabilities of of a jamming during viewing of some when there were some people chasing some of these objects did you experience any of that jamming or interrupting your radar or weapon system
3: my crew that launched after we landed experienced significant jamming to the APG 73 radar which was what we had on board, which is a mechanically scanned, very high-end system prior to the APG-79. And yes, it did pretty much everything you could do, range, velocity, aspect, and then it (coughs) spit the lock, and the targeting pod is passive. That's what we were able to get the video on.
9: I'm about to run out of time, but um, are you aware of any of our enemies that have that capability? No. Okay, I would also like to note for the record that um, like George Knapp, Breaking Area 51, he's the reason I knew about that, and the reason I know about the, the Tic Tacs is, uh, is Leslie Kane, um from New York. This
0: guy listens to Coast to Coast. I love it. I take back all of my, uh, <laughs> all of my criticisms of Mr.
9: <laughs> Mr. Burchett. Times article, and I would encourage everybody to read that. I like Thank George you, Chairman, Knapp, we'll back and I like in. taking baps.
0: No <laughs> Very good, Mr. Raskin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Graves. Can we get a t-shirt with that guy's face? that says, I like George Knapp, and I like taking naps. And <laughs> I came here to listen to George Knapp and take a nap, and I'm all out of naps.
8: If I if I let you have that, <laughs> can, can, can we forget about the Big Abby is watching
0: one? Oh, no. You just reminded me of it. Now I got to work on that shirt later. <laughs> Tarn it. Um it. You reported UAP
5: encounters um, during training flights, I think, and have since come forward to warn the Pentagon that uh, these
0: encounters may. Be- what is happening? <laughs> 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 this guy's trying to uh, uh, get the Ute to vote. With his his do rag, I don't want to make fun of him because I have a feeling it's there because he has cancer or something. But to see a congressman in a do rag, like you could just shave your head, dude.
8: He's got full eyebrows. I don't think he has cancer.
0: I don't think he has cancer. I think he's I trying to figure this out. I've never seen someone in a suit with a do rag before. (laughs) This is weirder than the UFO stuff.
8: I'm a conservative, and I don't particularly care about race stuff, but I'm pretty sure this is cultural appropriation.
0: (laughs) This is the one time where I will scream cultural appropriation, for sure. (laughs) Maybe putting
5: pilots at
0: risk. Um,
5: My first question is, um, you've (laughs) identified these as taking place on the East Coast. Is it just on the East Coast where these encounters uh, have
0: been... This guy's very interested in what gang the coast is on. Which coast the gang is on. Because he's wearing non... He's not wearing neutral gang colors right now. If the bloods find this,
10: this guy's screwed. (laughs) Reported No. Since uh, the events initially occurred, I've learned that the objects have been detected essentially where uh, all operations, uh, Navy operations are being conducted across the world. Frida had to ruin
0: our fun. I Googled it. He's undergoing chemo apparently. Well, way to ruin my (sighs) jokes. Way to ruin my jokes! I thought. Still
8: cultural appropriation. What a ball cap! Come on! Oh my goodness! Another
0: Electric one? biscuit says, uh, "Love you guys, newer listener, but want to support." Also, Aww. PJ adding is adding.
8: Adding is adding.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Electric Biscuit, and I did get your message Thanks. on Twitter the other day, and it meant a lot. I shared it with Abby, so appreciate you. Appreciate your support, and appreciate all of you guys. That yeah, was really a sweet. Lot of fun, yeah.
10: Uh, and that's from uh, the All Anomaly Resolutions Office reporting.
5: All right. Can you describe your experience after you decided to come forward and um, go public with your um, experience?
10: Certainly. Uh, like many others, uh, in 2017, I saw the New York Times article come out uh, as well. And for me, it was, it was special because I recognized the voices on the video. Uh, I recognized the video itself. I had seen it when it was taken. I had seen it when it was debriefed. Um, and so that was kind of shook me because I realized that this problem was still ongoing. And so I reached out to colleagues back on the East Coast uh, and realized that this was still a safety risk that they were dealing with, that they had essentially hit a wall with how they could move forward on this conversation. It was at that point when I decided to try to move the conversation forward myself.
5: Um, are there common characteristics to the UAPs that have been cited by different pilots? And can you describe what the convergence of descriptions is?
10: Certainly. Uh, we were primarily seeing dark gray or black cubes inside of a clear sphere. I'm sorry, dark gray or black cubes? Yes, inside yeah. of a clear sphere, where the apex or tips of the cube were touching the inside of that sphere. And that was primarily what was being reported when we were able to gain a visual tally of these objects. And that occurred over almost eight years. And as far as I know, it's still occurring.
0: Um, so everybody's worried about the Martians, but that's Saturn aliens right there. Is it black cube stuff is like Saturn worship.
8: So, I don't know
0: why I don't know how I've never heard about the black cube ones.
8: I, I, I gotta look you're into this. Right. I haven't heard of it either. But I just have to point out, um Mr. Raskin is clearly hiding a tinfoil hat underneath his <laughs>
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I do love it.
5: So I take it that you're arguing what we need is real transparency in a reporting system so we can get some clarity on what's going on out there because there are many pilots in your situation, um, but we should have a a way of developing a systematic inventory of all of such encounters. Is that right?
10: Yes, and I think we need both transparency and the reporting. We have the reporting, but we need to make sure that information can be promulgated to commercial aviation as well as the rest of the populace.
5: Um, Mr. Grush, what, what about you? What was your experience after you came forward?
6: Well, uh, it's only been about two months or so, so I guess my experience has been you know, overwhelming support from uh, former colleagues of mine that have, you know, privately messaged me, and I, and I do appreciate why. that. Uh, but I, I do have knowledge of um, active planned uh, reprisal activity against myself and other colleagues, and it's very, uh, very upsetting to me.
5: Coming from where?
6: Uh, certain senior leadership at previous agencies I was associated with. And that's all I'll say publicly, but I can provide more details in a closed environment.
5: Okay. Well, th- I, I hope you understand I like that um, there good. would be bipartisan rejection of any attempt uh, to vilify, demonize, or engage in other reprisals against our witnesses and people who are telling the truth from their perspective.
6: Yeah, there were certain colleagues of mine that were brutally administratively attacked, and it you know actually makes me very upset to, as a leader to see that happen to other coworkers and actually superiors of mine over what, the last three years.
5: How do you account for that response? That that seems like a bizarre response.
6: Uh, I call it administrative terrorism. That's their their quiver, their tool in the toolbox uh, to silence people, especially. You know, the uh, career government service cares about their career, cares about their clearance, uh, the reputation, to climb the ladder, and when you threaten that uh, flow career path, uh, uh, a lot of people back off. Um, but I'm here to represent those
0: people. So,
5: um, Mr. Fravor, what, what
0: about you? Um, what? Yeah, if- it was. I want. I I want to believe more in David Grush. I don't know if it's just going to take him getting the whistleblower protection and him to come out and say something legitimate but at this point i have more questions of him than i feel like we're getting answers
8: that's definitely the the problem with him yeah and i wonder if honestly they they picked somebody for this task that was this level of not particularly believable just Mm -hmm. as a person so that whatever he said the people who wanted to believe it would believe it and the people who didn't wouldn't but either way they could point back to this here and be like see we told you
0: Put PJ in charge of the hearing. That would be some prime entertainment. I'm just saying.
8: (laughs) Why? Why not me, Jax? Why not me?
0: You'll be the AOC figure in the courtroom, or in the courtroom.
8: (laughs) You don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what it's
0: called. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to lock you up in the Federal Reserve. (laughs) That's what we're going. Oh. It's another okay. movie quote, I almost made a joke about raspberries earlier, but because I saw people in the YouTube chat making uh space balls jokes, but I knew you wouldn't get it so can uh can I play this for like two minutes and step out real quick because the dog is bothering me, and I think she, I think she has to go to the bathroom go for it, and I don't have anybody here with me normally well I normally do, so yeah, one minute
5: has your experience been since? you've come forward with your perspective on this?
3: Actually, I've been treated very well, and the six people that were involved, myself included, all of them have or will be retiring from the military as 05s or 06s, and all my friends that are very senior, three and four stars, I've talked to them, they they believe, they, they understand there's a problem, but no, I I was actually treated really well.
5: And, and what is your general interpretation um, of these phenomena? or what is your current thinking of trying to make sense of them?
3: Well, I'll say, you know, I'm not like a UFO fanatic. It's not, it's not me. But I will tell you that what we saw with four sets of eyes over a five-minute period, still, there's nothing, we have nothing close to it. It was, it was amazing to see. I told my buddy I wanted to fly it, but yeah, it's just an, an incredible technology.
5: All right. Uh, Mr. Chairman, thank you very much. I'll yield back to you. Uh, Thanks. I'm Ms. Luna.
13: Mr. Grush, uh, in speaking to you yesterday, um, I just wanted to follow up on Representative Raskin's questions. In the last couple of years, have you had incidences that have caused you to be in fear for your life for addressing these issues?
6: Yes, personally.
13: I just want everyone to note that he's coming forward in fear of his life to put in perspective, if they were really not scared about this information coming out, why would someone be intimidated like that?
0: Did I miss anything?
13: Yeah.
8: Grosh is like, I'm scared for my
0: life. Do you believe him? Like, that's the question about this. Do you believe him or I,
8: I think he wants, I think that you or me in the same situation would probably not be scared, but I believe that he Maybe thinks he is. Or is it I, I, I
0: think that he might be credible to the degree that he believes what he's saying. I still yeah. I still am holding on to, at least with the way things have gone so far, that he's being fed information and he thinks he's reporting on what is not supposed to be said, but maybe he's saying exactly what they want him to say. Because he does Correct. seem a little bit like he really wants the pat on the back from the public and the government, and he's not yeah. a whistleblower in any real sense yet. Maybe he will be. I don't know.
8: He's very, very careful to not say anything. Like he he doesn't answer more questions than he answers. Right. You, you think if he like was a whistleblower and he really cared about getting it out there, he'd be like, "Oh, I might have said too much." Or you
0: yeah, you mean? It, it's weird. Yeah.
13: Um, to your knowledge, are NHI's working with adversarial foreign governments in either technology exchange programs or back engineering programs?
0: Hold on. I got to shout out this amazing callback to an older episode. You know, they could have just got Rael in here and he would (laughs) have explained it all. Plus, everyone would be topless. So true. Good old Rael. (laughs) Oh, those pesky Raelians.
6: I don't have data on that. I'm not sure.
13: Have you heard or you had people come forward to present that evidence?
6: Not that particular evidence that you just espoused
13: okay on the 19th of april dr kirkpatrick head of arrow had said that he did not find any evidence of uaps you also stated that you had um, in your interview that you had briefed him on information that you were uncovering but that he did not follow up with you were the items that you divulged to him pertinent to national security
6: yes uh, him and i had a classified conversation in april 2022 before he took over arrow in the July 2022, and I provided him some concerns I had.
0: I want to point this out because we did cover this on an episode, and maybe it was on Unhinged. Mm. The reason that Arrow is saying they don't have anything might not actually be entirely false. It just points to something even worse, that Arrow is a front. Yeah. The arrow's not given anything at all. And they're there to look like the government is looking into UFOs. And you know, it's because 100%. it keeps changing names and leadership every two years. And the people from arrow are like, yeah, maybe David Grush is telling the truth. They don't give us anything. So yeah. I don't, I don't think that she, I'm not even sure that arrows lying when they say they don't have it. I think it's actually worse that if they're telling the truth. Yeah. So
13: do you know why he might not have fallen up with you?
6: Uh, unfortunately, I cannot read his mind. Um, I wish he did. Uh, I, was, I was happy to give sage counsel to him on uh, where to look when he took the, the helm of arrow.
13: Okay, and then my last question for you before I move to Mr. Graves is um, you received prior approval from the Defense Department to speak on certain issues, correct?
6: Correct, through uh, DOPSR, DOD Pre-Publication and Security Review, and I just want to remind uh, the public, uh, they're just looking from a security perspective. Uh, These are my own personal views and opinions, uh, not the department's.
13: Okay, I'm I'm asking that, though, mainly because I think that there are many people that would like to discredit you, so it does bring a certain amount of credibility to your testimony. Uh, I'm
6: required by law to do that as a former intelligence officer, or I go to jail for revealing well, classified information. Yeah, we don't want
13: you to yeah. go to jail. <laughs> um, my f- next question would actually be for Mr. Graves. Um, can you please explain to me in yeah. detail the event that occurred at Vandenberg Air Force like, Base?
8: It seems like a lot of what he's doing is like, look, I'm a, I'm a, real, I'm a real boy. I'm, I'm a real UFO reporter because look at these things that happened to me that happened to other UFO reporters. And look, I could lose my job. And look, and it just seems more like a resume.
0: That's yeah, it does. And I'm not trying to make light of like, you know, a threat of him going to jail or anything like that. But I don't know. I just, again, I feel like he would have gotten whistleblower protection if the government was interested in giving it to him and if he was actually interested in talking. Yeah. And so far, this has been two months of him talking and there's no, nothing, I don't know. Like, does it normally take that long? It took like two seconds to get whistleblower protection protection for a dude who uh, reported a phone call to Ukraine that were where Trump's like, Hey, you know, that guy was probably breaking the law that yeah. now came out. He was breaking the law in exactly the way that Trump said, uh, <laughs> maybe you should yep. look into that guy like that. Didn't take this long.
10: I don't know.
8: Yeah. I don't like him.
10: Yeah. I don't either. Certainly, uh, in the 2003 timeframe, uh, a large group of Boeing contractors were operating near one of the launch facilities at Vandenberg air force base. When they observed a very large hundred yard sided, uh, Red square uh, approached the base from the ocean and hover at low altitude over one of the launch facilities. Um, this object remained for about 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountains. Um, there was a similar event within 24 hours later in the evening. Uh, this was a morning event, uh, I believe 8:45 in the morning, later in the evening post sunset. Uh, There were uh, reports of other sightings on base, uh, including some aggressive behaviors. Uh, These objects were approaching some of the security guards at rapid speeds uh, before darting off. Uh, And this is information that was received through one of the uh, witnesses that have approached me at Americans for Safe Aerospace.
13: Was this documented in any official form, whether it was a police blotter?
10: Yes. They had uh, official documentation and records from the event that the witness uh, held over the years.
13: And I'm not going to ask you to do it right now for time reasons, but you'd be able to sketch what was witnessed, correct? And have you seen that before on any other equipment and or during your flight time?
10: I have not seen what they've described. Um, This object was uh, estimated to be almost the size of a football field, um, and I have not seen anything personally that large.
13: Okay, and then um, another question on follow-up, referencing the gimbal video, go-fast incident. Um, Can you just clarify, because to our understanding, the footage was actually cut off at a certain point, but what happens at the end of that video, just for those Americans specifically that are wanting to know about the rest of that footage?
10: Certainly. Uh, There was some uncertainty or um, instability with the object. It it seemed to rock a bit, Uh, and that's the last... uh, last I had seen in the video. Much of the data that I would recommend be analyzed would consist of radar data uh, that would provide precise kinematics on the object, as well as the fleet of objects that were operating nearby.
13: Okay, and follow-up, in regards to the reporting procedures that Mr. Garcia had addressed on, as well as uh, Representative Burchett, with the FAA, to your understanding, pilots that are seeing this, commercial airline pilots, are they receiving um, cease and desist letters from corporations for coming forward with Information in regards to safety for potential
10: air, airline passengers. I have been made privy to uh, conversations with commercial uh, aviators who have received cease and desist orders
13: So the American public should know that corporations are putting their own reputations on the basic, not the line, but ahead of the safety of the american people and i think would you agree with that statement it appears so okay um
0: i just wish one of these po- airlines would come out and be like hey we see more ufos than any other airline <laughs> i feel like people would be like i'm flying with them like air <laughs> yeah. hawaii let's do it you know <laughs> if it's spirit you airline it. you know <laughs> fricked screw it <laughs> got to, got to do it for the ufos
13: and i guess this would be my f- last oh, i'm out of time i yield
16: I'll be Don't back. Don't yield. Don't yield. Oh, good. Damn Mr. Moskowitz. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, gentlemen, let's talk about the laws of physics for a second. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Graves and, and Commander Faber, I heard you talk about speed. When uh, those objects broke... I heard you talk about speed. We're going to be doing it in the back of this place <laughs> afterwards. Hookers, the whole deal. Uh, the sound barrier. Did they make a sonic boom?
3: I was in a jet. You can't... Hear anything? It's kind of loud in there.
10: <laughs> yeah, you, you're not able to actually uh, personally tell within the vehicle. Uh, I will say the objects that we were seeing they were spherical uh, and they were observed up to Mach two, uh, which is a very uh, non aerodynamic shape. What about G forces? Let's talk about G forces of those vehicles. Could a human
16: survive those G forces with known technology today? No.
3: No, not for the acceleration rates that we observed.
16: Okay. What about what they look like? How close did you get? Did you see a seam or a rivet? or a section, and what I mean is, obviously, the jets you're flying have all those things. Did these objects have those?
10: Do you want to go right? I didn't have the detail to be able to tell that.
3: So we got within a half mile of Tic Tac, which people say that's pretty far, but it, in airplanes, that's actually relatively close. No, it was perfectly white, smooth, no windows, although when we did take the original FLIR video that is out there, when you put it on a big screen, it actually had two little objects that came out of the bottom of it. Um, but other than that, no, no windows, no seams, no nothing.
16: Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself of non-human origin craft?
6: Mm. Yes, I personally interviewed those
16: individuals. <clears throat> Mr. Grush, as a result of your previous government work, have you met with people with direct knowledge or have direct knowledge yourself about ATs, advanced technologies that the U.S. government has?
6: Uh, based on uh, conventional uh, advanced tech, I was briefed to uh, the preponderance of the defense department's both space and aerospace of programs. Yeah.
16: Do you have knowledge, or do you have reason to believe that there are programs in the advanced tech space that are unsanctioned? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And and when you say that they're above congressional oversight, what do you mean?
6: Uh complicated question Uh, so there's you know some I would call it abuse here so congressional oversight of conventional special access programs so I'll use title 10 so DOD as an example right so 10 U.S. code section 119 discusses congressional oversight of SAPs discusses uh, the the depth sec defs ability to waive congressional reporting however the gang of eight is at least supposed to be notified if a you know waived or waived bigoted
16: unacknowledged SAP is uh, created and that's public law. Well, so that how does, yeah. I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. how does a program like that get funded?
6: I will give you generalities. I can get very specific in a closed session, uh, but a mis- misappropriation of funds and. Uh, does that mean self-fund. that? Okay,
0: hold on. This is, is this guy now saying, I can't say this thing that is very illegal that the government's doing because I don't want to break an NDA. Like, is that where he's going with this?
8: It just seems like he does a lot of hinting without actually saying anything so he doesn't have to perjure himself
0: see but this is what bothers me is like i get the i get the i get him saying look there's certain things that i've seen that i can't talk about until i get this protection or we can talk about in a skiff and then they ask him multiple questions is our government doing illegal things it's Mm -hmm. actually his responsibility under the law to report when the government is doing illegal things Mm. so he's actually been asked twice now about is the government killing people to cover this up. Oh, I can't talk about that because why? Because an NDA they're breaking the law. Oh, is what was the question he just asked? Is the government misappropriating funds? Well, yeah, but I'm not going to say anything like th- He's so much not a whistleblower that he's actually not even doing the thing that he's legally required to do.
8: Yeah. So either he's chicken shit or he's, there to say exactly what he's supposed to say
0: that's my point like at, at one point i wanted to believe like okay maybe get this guy some protection like do what he have to do to get him to talk and now i'm looking at this going hey the government's breaking the law it's your <laughs> responsibility to tell us when they break the law as a government employee but he's like that well like, who's he protecting at this point i don't know that's just weird to me
8: yeah it sounds like, like he's already in fear for his life. So how much more in fear for his life could he get? Like, sounds like he's already got reprisal. So, to to me, it if I if I was receiving that much pushback, I'd be like, well, I'm going to go ahead and get it all out so that they they're not afraid of me. Talk to- like if they're thinking about killing me, I might as well say out loud the thing that they want to kill me for. I
0: feel like we've learned and we'll go into more cases of this on the show at some point, but we've learned that if the best thing to do is not to say I have information, it's to say the information. Yes. If you say I have information, the incentive is to kill you before you say it. Yes. This is why when it came out in the news that Jeffrey Epstein was going to start naming names, Yeah. the meme, this, a lot of people don't remember this. The meme Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself was trending 12 hours before his suicide was reported because everybody saw it coming.
8: Well, cause there was an attempted, um, sure prior the, right
0: the, there was Honestly. that as well there was that but there was also the fact that it came out in the news the day before that yeah. he was considering speaking right so like then and again if this is all a psyop government narrative and epstein was, isn't dead which is a total possibility mm. whatever my point is you know that if you're that saying you're going to say it is worse than saying it there's certain protection in naming names that you don't have in saying i could name the name if i'm alive tomorrow And that's where I'm not understanding this guy. He feels more like a government stooge. The more I watch this Shout out
8: to the odyssey chat. We just got a lot of memes over there. You guys are awesome blankets and waffle. And I think there might be a couple more people, but yeah, just wanted to tell you that we know
0: we appreciate it. And in a little while, we'll take a moment to pull up the memes and share them with everybody. So yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Am I wrong to think like they just asked him a direct question of government corruption and he's like claiming that he can't talk about it.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's weird.
0: weird. Okay. It's
8: weird. What What is he even here for if he's not going to answer any questions,
0: especially the ones that are like you. It's literally your duty to report on. Yeah. <laughs>
16: Mean oh, that yeah. there is money in the budget that is said to go to a program, but it doesn't and it goes to something else? Yes, I have specific knowledge of that. Yep. Do you think U.S. corporations are over, overcharging for certain tech they're selling to the U.S. government and that additional... <laughs> <money?
0: laughs> Frida points out, when you name names, you have the benefit of naming your murder suspect.
16: Yes. <laughs> yes. Money <laughs> is going to programs? Correct, through something called IRAD. Okay. Um,
8: are you going to ask Satellite what imagery. That is?
16: Let's talk about satellite imagery. We have satellites. That mean that, does that mean that there is money in the budget that is said to go to a program, but it doesn't, and it goes to something else? Yes, I have specific knowledge of that. Yep. Do you think U.S. corporations are over, overcharging for certain tech they're selling to the U.S. government, and that additional money is going to programs? Correct, through something called IRAD. Okay. The,
8: um, literally the only acronym he doesn't explain for the us. The only
0: time he doesn't... Yeah, and this is... This has been going on for a long time. It's funny because, you know, declassified documents will show you like the government doing this back in the 60s. The church committee uncovered that uh, the CIA was doing this all the time in the 1940s and 50s. It never stopped. It never stopped. And I think it's just one of those like accepted things where the people in Congress going, yeah, of course, some of the things we like are actually funded by ways that are illegal. So we're not going to like probe that question. I think. Like, do you get that sense that they're like, Eh, maybe don't explain, Irad. Maybe maybe don't tell them yeah, that some of the stuff we want to do. Like
8: he really doesn't want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, like his I eyes bulged Shut like up. huge. That I don't know if there's the crazy eyes or whatever. he's like Irad. It was weird. Anyway,
16: satellite imagery. Let's talk about satellite imagery. We have satellites no, all, all over the place. Some that we're aware of, and many that we're not aware of. Right, we're taking pictures of everything at every point in second. Uh, Mr. Grush, are you aware, do you have direct knowledge, do we talk to people with direct knowledge that there are satellite
0: IRAD, I think he's referring to is the Internal Research and Development Program of NASA. So it's <laughs> like DARPA, but NASA, which I thought we weren't technically funding with through the government anymore. But anyway, I don't know. Am I Very wrong cool. on that? Like it, I thought NASA became privatized like years I,
8: ago. I thought something like that, but... Hmm. Eh, I doubt it was ever like
16: really privatized. <laughs> imagery of these events? Uh, That was one of my primary
6: tasks at NGA since we uh, process, exploit, and disseminate that kind of information. I've seen multiple cases, some of which to my understanding, and of course I left NGA in April, so that's my information cutoff date, Uh, but I personally um, reviewed both uh, what we call overhead collection and from other strategic and tactical platforms that were, I could not even explain prosaically, and I have a degree in physics by the way as well, and I had I am aware that you guys have not seen these um, reports, unfortunately. And I don't know why.
16: It is, do you have direct knowledge, or you have spoken people with direct knowledge, that this imagery applies to crash sites, crash, crash imagery? I can't discuss that in an open session. Okay. Uh, do you what, have you any information that the U.S. government is involved in a disinformation campaign to deny the existence of certain uaps
6: i can't go beyond what i've already stated publicly in my news nation interview because uh, it touches other sense
0: yes yes of course they do i don't know how that 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 could be a protected
17: you question can say it
8: in a news nation interview but you can't say it under oath for the record that's yeah, what well, wh- uh, who who gets to reference activities. their news okay. spots in 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 a congressional hearing
0: i also yeah it's like yes, obviously that. Like it's one of those questions. I think that he just doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't want to say it on
16: record. I guess. I'll yield the balance of my time uh, uh, back. Thank
15: I you, thought Mr. Mr.
0: Moskowitz had some of the best questions so far. Yeah,
15: he started off a little yeah weird, but Miss Fox, he, he did good. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and I thank our witnesses for being here today. yes. M- Mr. Grush, in your sworn testimony, Grush. you state that the United States I government has retrieved supposedly extraterrestrial who spacecraft votes these and other. people U- in?
8: Seriously, <laughs> who is voting that skeleton? No, she
0: got grandfathered in because she was in Congress before 1776. Oh my God. <laughs> What don't do you know, just dude. see
8: the same name on the ballot year after year they, they, you think it, sounds good to me?
0: They live in an area where it, it's like vote for the D, you know, next to the yeah. name. And that's these people just keep, yeah. And nobody primaries them. I don't know. No, it was like, yeah, that's the thing. If if AOC proved one thing, it's that, yes, some areas are always going to vote Democrat or Republican or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get like 1,200 of your friends to show up because nobody goes to the primaries for these inconse- seemingly inconsequential races that people think are yeah. inconsequential. Uh, and you can actually beat these people and then you're guaranteed the win because people are just voting for your party after that. Yeah. I don't know why nobody thinks to primary... Uh, Betty Crocker, but whatever.
15: (laughs) UAP-related artifacts. You go so far as to state that the U.S. is in possession of, quote, non-human spacecraft, end quote, and that some of these artifacts have circulated with defense contractors. (laughs) Several other former military and intelligence officials have come forward with similar allegations, albeit in non-public settings. However, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the director of AARO, previously testified before Congress that there has been, and I quote, no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity or of, quote, off-world technology brought to the attention of the office. To your knowledge, is that? statement correct
6: it's not accurate I believe Dr. Kirkpatrick um, mentioned he had about 30 individuals that have come to Arrow thus far a few of those individuals have also come to Arrow that I also interviewed and I know what they provided Dr. Kirkpatrick and and their team okay I was able to
15: evaluate okay I I need to go on sure but you asked him a question
0: um, my understanding this. she doesn't want she doesn't want the answers. she wants to ask the questions that uh, someone wrote on a piece of paper for her to ask
8: but he's also kind of not really answering either he's just saying he's a lot of not. words without answering. he's
0: not I think he's dancing around the idea that Kirkpatrick has been provided the information and is lying and he won't just say it <sighs> and then the other thing is none of these people do the research obviously she had an aide or an intern write up these questions for her because she can't even read them why properly. is
8: she on the damn committee if
16: she doesn't think <sighs> about
0: I, I that's the whole that's government in a nutshell. Uh, but I mean, it, like it take five seconds of research to go like in, especially when you're in the government, you can see how these programs are funded and what they're given. Arrow's not given shit. And then apparently when the people inside of arrow, bring it to the top, that just gets quashed. I think that's the point. And instead, she's going to use this as well. This dude that would know said they didn't. And it's like, yeah, that's the point of the hearing is that all the people that know are lying that's I literally that. the point of the whole damn hearing is that the government is lying about this.
8: I love that she's so old. She didn't get the memo that we're switching to UFOs are real now.
0: She's <laughs> still pretending they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, like, like uh, the comment said, because back in her day, they were black and white. Yeah. Yeah. But,
8: but in some ways, doesn't she serve the function <coughs> of, of representing the old guard that they're,
0: I think that's why this all feels like theater, because that's exactly what it is. She's representing the old guard and the younger, hipper congressmen are into it, and they're promoting yeah. it. Yep. That's, I mean, it, it's, it's written like a play, this whole damn thing.
15: It, it really is. Yeah. His statement is accurate, uh, came from a direct quote. And this contradiction is a perfect example of why we need to inject transparency into our government. And for another example, look no further than the pitiful response to the Chinese spy balloon debacle earlier this year. You may remember the mass confusion that ensued when the balloon was first spotted over Montana, four days after it first entered U.S. airspace over Alaska. The Biden administration's initial inability to address the object grew into a continuous series of embarrassments. After news of the balloon reached the mainstream media, we were assured that the balloon posed no threat to our security. However, after the balloon was allowed to transit the entire continental United States, fighter jets were scrambled off the coast of South Carolina to shoot it down. This flip-flopping and, the first time. and obfuscation caused needless confusion, fear, and panic across the country. It's my hope, Mr. Chairman, that this sort of confusion will not be repeated. We should investigate the extent to which elements of our government possess or do not possess Information that is of critical value to the American people. She's not
8: asking questions. We
15: owe it to the citizens of this.
0: No, she's not. She's just telling a story.
8: Also, she's a Republican from North Carolina. North Carolina.
0: What the fix hell? It. Fix, fix, fix this. It. I kind of got that she was a Republican right here because she took the only. she said in this was that it was an embarrassment that the Biden administration couldn't shoot down a balloon over five days. I mean, which is true and and hilarious, but not to the
15: point.
8: It do be facts.
0: Yeah.
15: ...nation to make sure that our government is transparent and accountable. We must make sure that our government provides answers and Congress must do its duty to solicit those answers. With that, Mr. Chairman, I yield back.
0: Your husband asked me, is that a bottle of Four Roses? It's the same bottle of Four Roses that you bought me, and this is what's left of it. So thank you, John. (laughs) Appreciate that.
8: To John.
0: To John. Yeah, Mr. Frost.
18: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. In 2022, NASA announced that it was commissioning an independent study team to examine UAPs. The NASA team is comprised of scientists across different fields as well as former astronauts and pilots. In May, the independent study team held that its first public meeting, (laughs) uh, which included the perspectives from NASA senior leaders as well as perspectives from the Department of Defense and Intelligence agencies. The NASA study team is also expected to release its first report pretty soon, and I think it's safe to say that we all eagerly uh, await its results. Um, Mr. Graves, how might NASA's research influence the commercial industry regarding safety and UAP? I think NASA has a big role to play though. as
10: far as commercial aviation safety, and it's one of their uh, original charges as an organization. Uh, one of the recommendations that have been put forward is to utilize their existing aviation safety reporting system to serve as a short-term fill and trusted platform for pilots that want to report on UAP. It also has built-in uh, analytics capability and is funded by Congress.
18: Gotcha. And also, Mr. Graves, are there any other industries that may be influenced by the NASA research on UAPs? And, and if so, how so?
10: Well, I think there is a a large swath of commercial capabilities that could be brought to bear on this topic from space-based or ground-based sensor systems that are available open source or through uh, commercial marketplaces. And I think NASA's work as they work to identify and highlight.
0: What just happened? Okay. (laughs) I guess the stream went out for a second um, on this live video. It's not live anymore, but it was when it was recorded. Sus. I
18: think it's short. Yeah, Yes. Uh, Us Navy pilots that recorded footage.
0: What? Ah, sorry. I didn't know which one to pick. There was like three full length videos. I didn't like this scan through them all to see if there was a question. All missed.
8: PJ's fault.
0: <laughs> it's global news fault. Thank Damn you, you so much
8: for the $50 um, whatever they're called on Odyssey thing. More, More for roses, roses
0: fun. fun. Well, hey, I'll drink thank to that you. waffle. Thank you
18: so much. Cheers. All right, let's see if we can pick up the context from that missed question. In 2021, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a preliminary report on UAP events. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson stated that NASA would begin to investigate these events. In fact, uh, I sit on Science, Space and Technology Committee and when we were uh, doing a hearing with the NASA Administrator Bill Nelson, I asked you know, wh- why NASA needed to be fully to funded. Question. And there were many great reasons, but one of them was actually had to do with... This guy's a NASA simp.
0: He's asking, yes. he's, he's just, an, he just wants to, can I have the Florida simp for NASA for five minutes when we're in the middle of talking about how the government's been lying to us about things?
18: Can like we get let's back bring to up grandma? NASA
8: and
0: simp for them. Yeah. Hey can
8: gosh. you go back to grandma, please?
18: Yeah. UAPs. Um, he actually mentioned, you know, is there life out participating in oh, today's
0: shoots <laughs> Sorry, is my dog. Stop. <laughs> She's like licking my elbow and it's uh, stop it.
18: (laughs) Give me a minute. I'll uh, let's go right here. Um, And so either way, uh, these actions ultimately led NASA to assemble the independent study team that I mentioned earlier. Um, also in 2021, Harvard University stood up the Galileo Project uh, to research and examine the origins of UAP. So it seems like both you know, from NASA and um, in the higher education community, because of the work that y'all have done and people standing up, you know, I think we're seeing some of that stigma um, slowly going away.
0: Ah, uh, I see the point of this guy now. He's here to put forth the narrative that NASA is helping to get rid of the stigma around UFOs. Yep. And that if we just turned to and gave more black budget funding or regular yep. funding to NASA, yep. we would get the answers we want. This whole thing is
8: so a hundred percent. Wait till the third act. Like
0: just just give the government give money, the, the give the people who lied to you money, give NASA money. Uh same difference. And uh, we'll we'll answer the questions. And I guarantee, what we provide you will be the truth about UFOs. Yeah, I'm getting it now. I'm getting the point of this now,
18: Mister uh, Freyer. Do you believe that military pilots feeling empowered to share their UAP experiences has directly uh, impacted the scientific community's research goals on this topic?
3: I would say yes. I would say that uh, you know, starting in 2017, when it actually came out, it took that stigma away. I mean, I've talked to multiple senators who said prior to that, if you'd have mentioned UAP, you'd have been laughed off the hill. And now we're sitting here today for a public testimony on what's actually going on. You know, I'm hoping that this curve will be more of an exponential and we'll get more and more transparent to the level that we can.
18: Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's important. I couldn't imagine, you know, I'm not a pilot, but I used to fly gliders um, in Civil Air Patrol. Huh? Yeah, I yeah, got yeah, yeah. Pilot, I mean, you know. <laughs> um, and so either pilot, way, I, mean, I couldn't imagine you know being being in the glider and seeing something, um, and then not feeling like I had the agency to talk about it. Um, Mr.
10: Graves, can you discuss the importance of seeking scientists to sit on your advisory board? Uh, Absolutely. I think ultimately this is going to be a scientific problem. Uh, And not only that, it's also an engineering problem. Uh, I've uh, been working with the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics to help them stand up a a UAP. I got to point something out.
0: So there's people that are saying this couldn't possibly be any type of government psyop. They don't want you to know about this. They're just putting it out to the communities that they want to influence and like slow rolling it into the public since 2017. And this is the next step on that. I really... I, I don't think people understand the slow progress that these people are used to. You know what I mean? Like every, I, I think people are so they want everything instant. So they think that the people who want to control us are dumb enough to do things instantly yeah. and to like push a narrative instantly instead of try to b- frame themselves as heroes in, in the whole um, D de- what's the word I'm looking for? Like declassify. That's not the word yeah. though.
8: Dis- dissemination um
0: no nah, it doesn't matter disclosure yeah in the ufo disclosure thing they want to look like the heroes in this they want to be and it seems like we're already getting to the point where they're like the answer to this is trust the experts who have been lying to you <laughs> they'll tell you the truth now
8: right it's it's okay john got the joke about the civil air patrol he's like what a hero everybody thank this guy for his service
0: oh i missed it what was i don't even know what the civil air patrol the NASA is simp to be was honest. like
8: I'm well. I'm not a pilot, but I, I flew a glider in the Civil Air Patrol.
0: <laughs> is that a branch of the Boy Scouts? I don't. What is that?
8: Um, Civil Air Patrol is like ROTC, but for the Air Force, and way less cool. And I was, I was in, it, which is why my husband's making oh. fun of it, and why I'm very comfortable making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs>
10: okay, that's funny. <laughs> integration committee to help integrate their engineering prowess into this problem. And so, yes, very much, I think this is an engineering and scientific problem as much as a national security problem.
18: And how might Congress help to facilitate partnerships between the scientific community and the UAP focus groups within government?
10: Well, I think one of the things they can do is to have these types of hearings to to communicate to the public that this is a topic of interest. I think that there is a, a pseudo market, if you will, of interested capabilities and talent that want to approach this topic Uh, and we're seeing that start to grow now. So I think continued conversation, reduction of stigma is going to allow that to flourish and allow answers to help generate themselves. 100%, well thank you
18: all for being here and thank you for your work. I think it's important that we keep our top scientific minds focused on this issue um, and look for ways to increase collaboration. Thank you so much, I yield back.
2: Mr. Comer.
4: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Let me say I want to thank you uh, for having this hearing. And I want to thank Mr. Burchett, Miss Luna for leading this hearing. And with that, I yield by five minutes to Mr. Burchett.
0: All right. I'm going to take a quick moment to share you guys some memes because we're just hey. getting so many good ones that I want, to, I want to take a minute to do this. So uh, <laughs> actual footage of him flying a glider.
8: A hundred percent. That's... That is actually. Can I zoom up on
0: that? There we go. There we can
8: go. Can confirm That's what the Civil Air Patrol is like.
0: Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Um, let's see. What's this? There we go. There's the, the aliens right there in Hawaii. I guess there's a lot of a cat lot of these memes. these are like
8: cat gifs, which are fantastic.
0: Which, okay, that's okay. We'll take a second for some cat. You say gifs. Yeah. I, I you're canceled now. Who says chips?
7: <laughs>
0: True. Um, wait, what movie is that from? It's Airplane, isn't it? I love that movie. <laughs> what is
8: gaslight? <guessin'? laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> I do not. Yes you do. Yes you do. <laughs> That's amazing. I've never seen that one before. There there's another picture of the uh, alien menace in the sky. Love it. What does this say? FBI handling Glenn Maxwell evidence. Yes.
8: <laughs> I'd like to buy an iPad. I'd Why like to buy you? an iPad.
0: I've seen the night.
8: It's funny because he doesn't he's missing an eye
0: curiosity killed the cat.
8: Good one classic never gets old. Good good cat. Just a lot of
0: cat cat gifts. <laughs> Now I feel dumb. You know, when somebody says <laughs> it first, it like sounds like <laughs> they set the precedent for the thing. And now I feel stupid saying gif, even though it's definitely not gif. Like you it was feel a J. You have
8: an instinct <laughs> that you should.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I like this one right here. Did you see this story this week?
8: I guess I m- <laughs> missed it.
0: This cop that definitely does not look like a lesbian. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. A, a, a girl with autism said that she looked like her lesbian aunt, and they arrested the girl for, for saying that this officer, who definitely does not look like a lesbian, oh wait, I'm not in the UK, looks like a lesbian. If you if you had a poster <laughs> child for lesbian, this cop. So yeah, it's really ridiculous. The UK is a silly country.
8: <laughs> is Freda not on my side with the gifs?
0: It's GIFs. GIFs. G I F. GIF.
8: Giraffe. But. <laughs> GIF.
0: <laughs> G is graphic. It's like. G- it's not graphic. I don't know, man. I just. I can't with GIF. It just sounds so wrong. <laughs> Giraffe. Get out of here. <laughs> Everybody knows giraffes are cryptids anyway, they're, they're oh, as real as platypi. So
8: true. So true. <laughs> I love it. I love all of them.
0: Here we got two more witnesses for the for the committee. Uh-huh,
8: wonderful. We have the best memers <laughs> conspiracy pill has the best memers and we always have to take time to highlight
0: Th- this picture I, of Jesus knocking someone's door. <laughs> it reminds me the last week while we were streaming on Wednesday. Uh, or sorry, right before we started our stream, my wife walked in and handed me a pamphlet because I guess the Jehovah's Witnesses finally found where we lived. We've lived here for three years. and It was (laughs) our first one. And I was like, I knew we wouldn't get away with it forever. So
8: I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a Jehovah's Witnesses witness as an adult.
0: I have twice now as an adult, more as a kid though. And the Mormons a lot because I lived in California. So we got a lot of knocks uh, on our doors from the Mormons.
8: We got a lot of knockers when I was a kid. But,
0: <laughs> a lot of knockers.
8: A lot of knockers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. These are the. By the way, this this you gif should. is of Tic Tacs, not that TikTok Chinese communist app. So just so you guys know, that's racist. I'm sure whatever we said earlier was racist. I'm not even it gonna. It was you. It was probably me. It was probably a do rag thing. And then, yeah. uh, darling, you barely touched your Hawaiian chicken. <laughs> too soon. Soon. <laughs> cat gifts, gifts. Did you see
8: those pictures where like every car was burnt to a, a gray crisp except for the blue ones and the blue ones were fine in those images. No.
0: Can you send that to me?
8: Yes, I will find it and then I will I'll send it I'm to you putting
0: together some stuff to talk about the Hawaii or the Maui uh, wild fires on Thursday with some other stories, but yeah, that anyway let's get back to the testimony
9: thank you mr chairman i'm gonna direct this i believe to um, mr grush but if any of you all feel like you need to jump in just jump right in we're good Um, has the u.s government become aware of actual evidence of extraterrestrial otherwise unexplained forms of intelligence and if so when do you think this first occurred
6: uh, I like to use the term non-human. I don't like to denote origin keeps the aperture open, both scientifically. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, certainly but-
0: <laughs> uh, like I've dis- discussed publicly. He likes to keep his aperture
13: open. Yeah, that's
0: what okay. it sounded like to me. <laughs> he just <laughs> wants to keep that aperture wide open. Uh, previously 1930s.
9: Okay. Can you give me the names and titles of the people with direct first-hand knowledge uh, and access to some of this crash retrieval, some of these crash retrieval programs, and maybe which facilities, military bases, that would, the recovered material would be in? And I know a lot of Congress have talked about, we're going to go to Area 51, and, you know, I mean, there's nothing there anymore anyway. It's just, you know, a glacier, and as soon as we announce it, I'm sure the moving vans would pull up, but please.
6: Uh, I can't discuss that publicly, but I did provide that information both to the intel committees and the inspector general.
9: What we can, can you discuss? Have a,
0: <laughs> let's have this guy for a public hearing so he can tell us he can't discuss anything publicly.
8: Like, what, what has he actually said?
0: That he heard some people tell... And, and I hate this because I believe they're covering this stuff up. I'm not from the side that, like, there's no yeah. aliens and UFOs or whatever. It's almost... It, in some way, it almost makes this whole thing less credible when somebody's like, "I heard a friend say this thing,"
7: uh-huh. but I
0: can't give you information. There's so many angles to this, and I'm like, Why? I'm trying to figure out what the point is because the government doesn't put this in front of our face for a, without a reason. And I know some people mm-hmm. in the chat were saying like, "This is stupid." We're paying attention to the wrong things. No, I think they put stuff in front of our face for a reason, and we it's it's our job to determine what that reason is. Are they trying to deceive us? Are they trying to uh is it revelation of the method type stuff there's a lot of different factors going into this but i don't think anything gets put in a public hearing on accident they're like oops we let this guy come out here and say things we didn't want him to say like i don't think that's a thing yeah. there's something behind it
9: That in the skiff if we were allowed to get in a skiff with you would that be probably again the what whole you would think? sure if you had the appropriate yeah. access Sub- yeah. <laughs> uh, what like, special we want the information get in yeah. Yeah. can
0: we do if we're get allowed Well, that's even worse because I didn't even notice that at first. Because originally I was just told, you know, there's a lot of skiffs, and it's like the Congress people are going to know this stuff, but the American public is still in the dark. But he's even saying like we're not even allowed the skiff.
8: This is the second time he's brought it up about how he's not allowed to get in a a skiff. About I'm like, you're the government. Who's not letting you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got to love it. Well, also, and then earlier Grush brought up how he's like, yeah, there's this law that says the gang of eight has to be told this stuff, and they're not. Well, can you tell us? No. (laughs) <laughs> well, how are they funding this if the gang of eight doesn't even know? I can't tell you how they I can't tell you how other parts of the government are breaking the law because that would go against an nDA or some shit It's just it's so dumb.
9: access programs cover this information, and how is it possible that they have evaded oversight for so long? Uh,
6: I do know the names once again, I can't discuss that publicly and and how they've evaded oversight i in a close setting, I could tell you the specific tradecraft use all right
0: when jack says uh oops clicked on the wrong one good luck with the rest of the show going on dw friends good luck on uh dw friends Jax, but how dare you
8: oh oh good sorry luck.
0: <laughs> good luck <laughs> have fun man
9: i think those programs began and who authorized them
6: i do know a lot of that information but that's something i can't discuss publicly because all right
9: means. if any of y'all want to jump in on any of this you're more than welcome to What level of security clearance is required to fully access these programs?
6: Well, anybody who has. uh, And I I say
9: that because myself, um, (coughs) Representative Gates, and Representative Luna were Mm. basically turned away at one point Mm. at Eglin. So please go right ahead.
6: Uh, certainly difference between member access and, say, somebody like me, but anybody who has a, you know, TSSCI clearance and meets the eligibility criteria, the access adjudicative authority should be able to grant you access. So, yeah.
19: uh, Ms. Burchard, if you'll yield, so just to be put a fine point on that, there's nothing that you're aware of that's above special access
6: program classification. It, it's a misnomer that there's anything actually above top secret executive order, thirteen five twenty six delineates the classification levels. Right. And, but I, I, I draw a point on that
19: because we can have access Does it though. To, I'm sorry. to those programs. I don't believe so, you the notion that,
0: uh, yeah, I don't um,
8: executive order says there's nothing above top secret. I don't believe you.
0: So I'm, I, let me get this straight. What he just said is people with top secret clearance can't see this, but also there's nothing above top secret. <laughs> Right. Bullshit.
19: Continue. We're not being given that access sort of defies our typical muscle memory here
9: in Congress. Thank you, Mr. Birchall. I'll yield back to you. Thank you, Mr. Gates. Um, along those lines, Title 10, you may not know this or not, but uh, Title 10 and Title 50 authorization, as they, they seem to say they're inefficient. <laughs> it, so who gets to decide this, in your opinion, in the past?
6: Uh, it's a group of career... Uh, senior executive officials.
9: Okay. Are they government officials? Thank you. Both or, in and out. Do what? Both in and out. Of- ha!
0: Ah, there we go. There's an answer, finally. People in and outside our government are controlling things that are so secret that even if you have Title 50, even if you have top secret clearance, you can't hear it. But there's nothing above top secret. That's a misnomer. There's nobody that has way more access than the people who are supposed to have all the access. It's except like the people that saying, do and some of them aren't even in the government.
8: It's almost like he's saying that the government has given full clearance, but that somebody who is not the government who has is above
0: the this. government, right. Do you think like that was a slip up on his part like do you think they asked the questions in the right way to get him to accidentally say something he wasn't supposed to say? because that's what it felt like.
8: Or maybe it's it's one of those like slow roll of yeah, yeah, so by the way, the aliens, the Anunnaki, they've been running this country this whole time.
0: The lizard people literally run the country. They're above the government. They're I mean, outside like, of it. and they That's what it feels like, isn't it?
8: That's what all the, all the eschatology, all the alien mm-hmm. eschatology says that first that the human stuff is going to be justice settled and all that. And then we're going to live in harmony with the aliens. In other words, we're going to do whatever the aliens tell us.
0: That's what the Anunnaki stuff says, what the Raelian yeah. stuff says, what the Lizard People stuff says, what the Pleiadian stuff says. All these people who are in contact with these beings that are real are saying, oh, it's our job to make sure we're in the right place to receive the information. And part of that right place is understanding that they exist, which is part of the whole disclosure effort, I think. That's I think they the have to thing. get people in the mindset that aliens exist in order for them to accept them as yep. their gods. Yep. That's literally what I think all this is about. I don't think that the government cover-up angle of it, the what are the ufo angle of it. I don't think any of that's the important part. I think the important part is accept that they're real, accept that they're advanced, and eventually through all of these different things through the media and the government and your programming through your video games like Legend of Zelda or whatever, you're going to accept that these things are good actually, and you're going to make them your gods.
8: Yep, and it's not lost on me that the... Knowledge and social acceptability of the occult is rising at the same rate as mm-hmm. the UFO stuff. That's not because a, they're the same picture accident. It, yes, it's the same picture. What's also interesting to me is that the the alien Anunnaki people who talk about like this is what's going to be coming. What they they've been predicting disclosures like this. Yes, when this dropped, they were like, "Yep, here's the first one."
0: Yep. They're all predicting this. They're all yep. saying it, and they're all saying that it's good and it's necessary in order to accept your new gods. Because if these things are, are as we've said they are, now as all the evidence seems to point, that they're the fallen angels, that they are the, the old pantheons in a new skin, if they're the fairies with a new glamour, yep. if they're the you know the same things that have been with us throughout all of time, they want to be worshiped as gods, and they have to find a way to reveal themselves to you in a way that you'll accept and that you'll bound out in worship and that's what all of this seems like it's pu- 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 pushing people towards. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
6: government and that's about
9: as far I as got I can you. go there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it leads to my next question. Which private corporations are directly involved in this program? How much Good taxpayer question. money has been invested mm-hmm. in these programs? Good to your question. knowledge. Well, I mean, we know we know we we audit the Pentagon every year. Mm-hmm. And I've been here five years, and they failed the dadgum thing every year. Huh. They uh, lose over a billion dollars a year, we think. And I've Well, sp-
0: if you were there in 2001, they passed that year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's $200 so billion. So yeah. So true. <laughs> they somehow passed the one year that a plane plane hit them.
9: Uh, <laughs> told the Department of Defense maybe 60% of their assets are unaccounted for, whatever the heck that means in the public's... It, sector, you go to jail for that kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me.
6: Yeah, I know when I, um, I'm i a dollar off of my DTS travel voucher, I get hammered, <laughs> but uh it
9: seems like it doesn't work the other well, if way. You right? sell over yeah. six, if you sell over $600 worth of stuff on eBay, now you get a call from the IRS. So mm-hmm. please, what corporations?
6: Yeah, I don't know the specific metrics towards the end of your question. Uh, the specific corporations I did provide uh, to the committees in specific divisions and uh, I spent 11 and a half hours with both Intel committees. So.
9: Okay. Has there been any, has there been an active U S government disinformation campaign to deny the existence of unadi- unidentified aerial phenomena? And if so, why?
6: I can't go beyond what I've already exposed publicly about that.
0: What? No, but then expose it here. On the record. On the that's, record.
8: That's the problem. It's not that he's scared to say it. He's scared to say it on the record.
0: Right. Worst whistleblower ever. Call him on. I'm sorry, but like one of these people call him on it. Say you said it publicly. Say it here on the record.
8: I want to say this too. Just just in defense of everybody who has seen this and and thought differently. When I first listened, I thought he said more than I'm realizing he's saying now.
0: This, I, I waited specifically to watch this live with you guys, and I've heard other people's analysis on it, and they said he said way more than I, he has so far. Maybe, I don't know, there's there's still a little bit left, but like, Paying doesn't attention seem like he's saying Stopping
8: much. and commenting on it, cause, because he hints at a lot, and that's what makes you think that you heard something. Right. If you're just listening to it, you're not interrupting it, you're not taking time to think about it. Mm-hmm. He hints at stuff. He's not actually saying much on the record at all,
0: right? Specifically, not saying things on the record that he said in public, which is weird.
8: That that is really weird. Because like, yeah. why why would you be? You've already said
0: it. Why would you say it to Newsweek and not to Congress? Yeah. Yeah.
8: Afraid <laughs> of <laughs> pull her comment.
9: Okay, I've been told to ask you what that what that is and how.
0: He's such a bad whistleblower. He didn't even bring a whistle. Facts. I am now upset. <laughs> How to get it in the record? What, which? which uh,
13: what have you stated publicly in your interviews for the Congressional Record? Thank you.
7: Uh,
0: thank you, Anna. Finally, somebody asked him. This is a third person. Finally, somebody's like, "Hey, you know, you just said you said it publicly." Ugh. Yeah. if you uh, reference
6: my News Nation interview and no, I talk say about it on the record. A multi-decade, you know, campaign to. Um, Disenfranchise public interest, chairman, basically. Chairman, gone. Yeah, thank I'm, you. Say it on the
0: record.
8: What is wrong with you? He reference can't... my Newsweek interview. That's not
9: an answer. Apologize, Mr. Chairman. I yield back negative twenty-one seconds. Thank you, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez.
0: Yeah,
17: yeah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Oh, chairman. Thank you to our witnesses for coming here today. Um, I do concur with the ranking member as well as several other members here on this committee that uh, this is a committee for whistleblowers and for the protection of whistleblowers as well. So we understand uh, what you're putting um, on the table here and what you're putting on the line here, and we thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Grush, you sat on the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Task Force created in the 2020 NDAA, correct? Yes. Uh, There have been some things that... uh, that have been mentioned here during this hearing that I wanted to pick up on. Um, Mr. Graves, you mentioned specifically during the answers to one of your questions, you named Boeing contractors um, being engaged in an incident regarding this red cube about a football um, a football field wide. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about the interaction, or Mr. Gresh, either of you, the interactions between defense contractor companies and any UAP related programs or activities.
10: So I'll just say that the information about uh, the contractor himself were provided by a witness, and I have no particular Understood. detail in that relationship.
17: Mr. Gresh,
6: uh, the kind of general unclass wave tops uh, certainly the contractors, you know, are the metal benders, so to speak, are mm-hmm. the ones actually uh, doing specific rep- uh, performance on government contracts.
17: Are they required um, to issue any disclosure regarding UAP sightings, or do they engage in any? Uh, reporting around this?
6: Uh, in terms of the contractors? Yes. Not that I'm aware of. They
17: do not. Okay. Now, when it comes to notification that you had mentioned about um, IRAD progr- IRAP programs, we have seen uh, defense contractors abuse uh, their contracts before through this committee. Um, I have seen it personally, um, and I have also seen the notification requirements to Congress abused. Um, I am wondering one of the loopholes that we see in the law is that there is, at least from my vantage point, is that depending on what we're seeing is that there are no actual definitions or requirements for notification. Are there, what methods of notification did you observe? Like when they say they notified Congress, how did they do that? Do you have insight into that?
6: Uh, for certain IRAD activities, uh, be, uh, I can only think of ones conventional in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they thro- f- uh, flow through certain, I'll just say SAP programs that have cognizant authority over uh, the Air Force or something, and those are congressionally reported compartments, but... I read is literally internal to the Mm contractor, so as long as it's money, either profits, private investment, et cetera, they can do whatever they want. To put a finer
17: point on it, when there is a requirement for any agency or company to notify, or any agency, to notify Congress, do they contact the chairman of a committee? Do they get them on the phone specifically? Is this through an email to hypothetically a dead email box?
6: Uh, A lot of it comes through what they call the PPR, Periodic Program Review Process. Mm -hmm. If it's a a SAP or Controlled Access Program Equity, and then those go to the specific committees, whether it be the SAS, CASC, HISI. Thank
17: you. Mm -hmm. Um, I apologize. I I just, my time is limited.
8: There's a lot
0: said there. Go ahead.
8: Does not. I think she's like the only one here who doesn't know about the aliens, and she's kind of mad about it.
0: That's what I'm reading from it, too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, this is the most intelligent I've ever seen her, to be honest. That's not a joke. I expected more retarded stuff. I expected her to like go on about how the uh, Aryans are racist and that they, uh, you know, are just putting the knees on the neck of the greys or something like that. But no, uh, a lot was said there. She asked him why these certain places are not reporting. And then she asked about IRAD and his response essentially was well they can do whatever they want they're not part of the government they don't have to answer to the government which is a weird thing especially when irad is a program of nasa and it makes you wonder like did nasa go private for uh, on one hand he's saying the government uses irad to funnel money on the other hand he's saying irad doesn't have to report to us because they're private it seems like yep. he's just laying out exactly why nasa's quote unquote a private company because they can continue to do all of the government's dirty work, but then not be answerable to Congress. Am I getting that right, or am I reading too much into what he no, said? No,
8: no, you're getting it right.
0: <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure because I wanted to break it down. She asked a lot of questions that seemed disparate. Like she even brought up the football field size UFO. I don't know where she was going with that, but
8: I think she just wanted to know more about it. <laughs> I think
0: so. She's like, "Why does nobody let me into the club?" They only let me into their stupid coke field orgies. <laughs> I don't get I it. I don't
8: think they let her go to those actually.
0: Probably not. She would <laughs> say something. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about AOC is she doesn't know when to like toe the party line and like be quiet. Yeah. And it's kind of my favorite. Like I've said this before and I I think I'll hold this position if that seat is going to be filled by a mindless Democrat anyway, yeah. uh, I'd prefer it was filled by AOC because she ends up saying things that she's not supposed to say, and I kind of love it.
17: It's actually a fair... Yeah, that's a fair point.
0: Yeah, anyway.
17: Um, it, Mr. Graves, one of your main concerns is that the FAA currently does not have an official process to receive reports oh. of UAP from pilots or others, correct? Correct.
8: And she's not always going to be young and hot, and and and
17: then that will, like... then it'll be even better there we go (laughs) and um in your experience what data should the aero program prioritize for potential collection we have you know location date time but are there other specific uh, characteristics that should be included in these reports
10: certainly uh, i think that there's two categories that would be important x and understanding the specifics of how the vehicle or objects are moving Uh, And the second would be a more zoomed out approach of being able to uh, look at origin and destination uh, after, before the incident, as well as getting a better contextual understanding of how these these objects are interacting with each other.
0: Mm -hmm. This is how you know the government doesn't want people to report on these things, because she said even when they do report, it's just, what did she say, location, date, and time. And if you've ever filled out a government document on something they want you to report on, it is detailed to a fault because yes. you know them bureaucrats love to bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. It's retarded. I filled out forms on pieces of equipment where they're like, how What? Well, how would you explain, how would you describe the condition of the cover of the, the, the piece of plastic that cost 36 cents that we could replace? Is it, how would you describe the, the, like they spend more money on paper for me to like fill out a report on a lens cover cap, than just like, hey, my lens cover cap's broken. Can I get a new one? Like it's that yeah. stupid. And wow. you'll fill these out like every other month. Sometimes when the when the military's wow. bored, and it's like, why am I filling out like reams of paperwork on the cracked condition of a lens cover cap or something wow. retarded? So what I'm saying is. They, they have like, they love the bureaucracy part of the military, except when it comes to reporting shit that they don't want you to report, that they're going to throw into the memory hole anyway, I think anyway.
17: Thank you. Now, because I only have a minute left, I apologize. We only have five minutes today, but, um, for the record, if you were me, where would you look titles, programs, departments, regions, if you could just name anything. Um, and I, I put that as an open question to the three of you.
6: I'd be happy to give you that in a closed environment. I can tell you specifically.
17: Thank you. Um, Commander Please Fraser. Please tell me where they are.
3: And I would say, and I've told people, that you, you have to know where to look. They're not going to divulge it to you because of the classification levels. But if you know where to look and who to talk to, which is exactly what Mr.
10: Gresham point you, then you, then you have them. Okay.
17: Mr. Graves?
10: I was an operator, so I was defending on folks like Mr. Grosh to do that homework.
17: Okay. Thank you very much. I yield back to the chair.
10: Mr. Beggs? Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Chairman. I thank the
4: witnesses for being here today. I'm over here. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Um, I I want to get into uh, specifics here, and the and reason I'm going to go this way is because you've talked a bit about um, what I would call misdirection by um, official U.S. government with regard to UAPs, right? And so I'm going to get to that in a second. But last week, White House NSC spokesman John Kirby stated that UAPs are having an impact on our training ranges and need to be treated as a legitimate issue. Do you concur with the statements? That's for each of you. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. now, having said that, I'm gonna take you to specific instances around the Phoenix Valley, because that's where I, I live. In 97, we had the famous Phoenix light case. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that. Uh, there, were, there were two things that went along with that, and the explanation was military training range off Luke and the Barry Goldwater range. Do you know anything different other than the official explanation of those lights?
6: Only what's in the public vernacular about it. That was outside the scope of my
4: duties. And if we wanted to, just my question along with my colleague from New York, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, if we wanted to find out more about that, where would we go to find the files and and who would we address? And are you going to tell me we need to go to a SCIF so you can tell us in a SCIF?
11: Ah, I
4: could potentially give you a vector on that. Uh, that specific
6: case, I'm not. I mean, I'm familiar with it in terms of public, but uh, I, I, I give you a vector in a closed environment.
4: Yeah, Th- that would be good. Thank you. Uh,
0: I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring us this point, but what he's asking for is here's a classified document. How do I use? How do I use a FOIA request to find this class uh, classified yeah. document? Is that something he really can't answer?
8: I think. I think he's full of shit, uh, and, and maybe he. Maybe it's more than, than hiding things. Maybe he's just really getting off on having all this secret knowledge.
0: I wonder that too, or if it really is just I was he, I came here to tell you what I was supposed to tell you, and anything beyond that I'm not supposed to tell you. Right. Is what it feels like. Cause some of the things he's saying I can't tell you are things I don't I doubt he can't tell us. Like if he really it, maybe he's lying, you know, maybe he doesn't really know. Yeah. But if he's like, I have a vector for you, all he's asking for, essentially, is who do I contact? To, like yeah. what, how, what, how do I put it in my email to get this FOIA document? Cause to get a FOIA document, you have to be kind of specific.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a hard time believing that's like something that's so, I don't know.
8: He is incredibly aware of the cameras.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I, I'm not sure I buy that. You really can't say it. That's my point. Yeah.
4: So if, if it's true, that UAPs are having an impact on training ranges and this administration considers it to be a legitimate issue. What steps can Congress take to address training range impacts? And I say that having two very large training ranges in my state. And so we'll start with Mr. Graves and go on down the, the panel.
10: Some of the initial procedures have been implemented, uh, such as within the United States Navy, that have a range follow report that gathers information from pilots. Uh, I understand that a service-wide reporting mechanism is still pending. However, that would be a great next step, not only for gathering information, but for showing the troops that it is an acceptable topic and reducing the stigma. Okay, please, I'll you continue.
6: Yeah, as a recipient of a lot of those training range reports, uh, sometimes we only get contextual kind of um, oral uh, reporting, it'd be nice if they attached all sensor data, and there, there's a system in place that can handle multiple classifications okay. of data, and that's an issue with the F-35, right? That jet was never right. built to be an ISR platform, right. and it's a pain in the what we'll to say butt uh, to get that data off. So
4: yeah, great, thank you.
3: Yeah, I would agree with the previous two being a user of those training ranges. Uh, that the data has to be out there. You have to acknowledge that you're seeing them, and then you have to collect the data. Right now, you get the report. Someone says, I saw something, but no one collects the radar data to to, to back it up and do research.
4: Okay. Uh, Do you believe that the 2019 classification guidelines for UAPs interferes with the federal government's ability to be transparent with the American people, and do you think we need to be more transparent with the American people? All of you, yeah.
10: I'll, I'll say yes to that.
6: Yeah, I'm familiar with the the at least the UAP Task Force 2019 uh, security classification right. guide. Uh, I think it's fair. Um, I did actually help uh, author that with the. Oh, you got you got
4: a bias that yeah, way. then. <laughs> but
6: I will say uh, I'll call it a lazy attitude about declassifying videos. I mean, I've seen some of the videos of a, you know the recent shootdown, and I saw no reason that could. So this
0: guy's not. Here for disclosure. He just let yep. us know that very clearly in this. Yep. He, they're like, hey, you know, this thing where they're like instantly classifying everything that the public might want to know and might be time sensitive and the Congress should probably know about? Yep. Are you cool with that? And he's like, well, I wrote it. Yeah. And I'm cool with it. I mean, yeah, maybe we could get some of these videos out quicker, but like, I don't actually want people to know other yep. than what I'm telling yep. you that you should know. It he, just solidifies it in my Fried. mind, right?
8: He's the same bank Freed in this situation. He wrote the thing. He wrote yes. The thing.
0: yes, he wrote the thing that says we're going to keep this stuff secret, but I'm going to come out here and pretend like hmm. I just yeah. feel like that told us everything we need to know about David Grush I in that one so. sentence. I think you're right. Anyway,
6: couldn't have been released as long as they mask, you know, some data. Uh, the American people deserve to see that that imagery and full motion video.
3: Uh, I would think, well, in my opinion, I will say, Things are overclassified. classified I know for a fact the video or the pictures that came out in the 20, I think it was 2020 report that had the stuff off the East Coast. They were taken with an iPhone off the East Coast. A buddy of mine was one of the senior people there and he said they were originally classified to TSSCI. And my question to him was what's TSSCI about these? They're an iPhone right. literally off the vacapes. That's not TSSCI. So they're overclassified, and as soon as they do that, they go in a vault, and then you all have to look for them.
4: Yeah, so with the overclassification, that may be one way. Are there other ways that the DOD or intelligence agencies are keeping this information from the American people or even from Congress?
10: I think part of that has been uh, not encouraging reporting. Uh, if the problem is not something that can be measured, it's not something that's gonna be fixed. Okay, okay. very good.
8: I appreciate, yep. that, I appreciate that he walked in here with a goal and everything mm-hmm. he's saying is pointing to the goal. However, saying we have a problem and we're going to fix it by reporting is so stupid given the history.
0: Given the like, history, it doesn't make any sense at all. This guy didn't read Project Blue Book.
8: Or or he's just (laughs) so intent on getting his thing accomplished that he doesn't care.
0: I'm not disagreeing that his thing isn't the first step. But if it's the only step, it's like we might as well memory hole this shit. Like you can have a reporting system if it goes into the trash bin. If the reporting system is filed in a trash bin, it doesn't really matter. Right?
8: Right. I I think that the the frustrating thing is just no (laughs) acknowledgement that we did have a reporting system. Right? That's what Blue Book was.
0: Yeah. Right? And it was ended in 1969, so we haven't had a real reporting system since 1969.
8: So pretending we're going to fix the problem by just making by doing the same thing system. that didn't yeah.
0: do anything back then. Yeah, I, I'll also say this: like just going off of what uh, I can't remember his name, the commander just said he was talking about TSSCI, which is top secret sensitive compartmented information. And when you just do a slight Google about this. Uh, It tells you, yes, top secret is technically the highest form of classification, but you have classifications within top secret that keep people with top secret clearances from having it. So there's (laughs) I just find his question like these people are aware of this and he's like, well, there's nothing above top secret. I mean that we, you know, because we couldn't possibly have it and you would know if we did, which is a a lie in and of itself. And then it's like, but within top secret, you've got other things that are more top secret than top secret. Like all the animals are equal except the ones who are more equal than
4: the others. (laughs) That's how it reads. Yep. <laughs> Just pointing that out. Well, I'm out of time and I thank you, Miss Chairman, and you'll bet.
2: Uh, <laughs> first of all, without objection, Representative Nick Langworthy of New York has waived on the subcommittee for purpose of questioning witnesses at today's subcommittee hearing. And then we go to Mr. Burleson.
20: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, appreciate you guys coming out today, testifying. Look, I've been here for six months. And I'm pretty skeptical. I don't trust anything in this town, and um, <laughs> and so I, and I think that's because I'm from Missouri. You've got to show me, right? Um, with that being said, um, there's been a lot of things that have been said um, in in the public, uh, Mr. Grush, and and so I want to get down to, s- if we can, some specifics, right? Thank you. So you. Um, there we go. At one point, you said that they're they're they're. Has been harmful activity or aggressive activity? Has any of the activity um, been aggressive, been um, hostile? In your reports, Uh,
6: I know of multiple colleagues of mine that got physically injured, and uh,
20: the activity. And I got to by by UAPs or by by people within the the federal government. Both. Okay, so there has been activity by. By alien or non human technology and or beings that has caused harm to humans?
6: Uh, I can't get into the specifics in a, an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be very careful here, because uh, you don't, you know, they tell you never to acknowledge tradecraft, right? So what I personally witnessed myself and my wife was very disturbing.
8: He's very you
0: okay. didn't know that?
8: I did, but
0: he gave okay. a story. <clears throat> he gave a story. I don't, maybe it was in Newsweek about how him and his wife saw a UFO, and uh, it, there was like lost time. It was a whole classic story. I could probably find it later, but go ahead. You,
8: you mean you mean they larped the classic story?
0: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I remember knows?
8: the first thing I thought when I found out he had a wife was, what wife lets her husband walk out the door with a bright orange watch? I would thank tie. you.
0: <laughs> I was thinking the same. Like, I don't even care about that stuff. And I, even I'm looking at this watch going like, what the hell is up with this watch, what dude? What is
7: happening? <laughs>
0: like, I'm the last, I'm the further thing from the fashion police. And I'm like, what the hell is up with this bright I'm sorry, wa- but if your wife wants you to do watch. that, she
8: does not love you. <laughs>
0: um, one of my
20: constituents actually sent this next question and I figured I'd ask it since I had the same thought. You've said that U.S. and has... Intact spacecraft. You said that the government has alien bodies or alien species. Have you seen? Have you have you seen the spacecraft?
6: I have to be careful to describe what I've seen uh, firsthand and not in this environment. But I, I could answer that question behind behind closed doors. Yeah. And have you seen any of the bodies?
20: That's something I've I've not. I witnessed myself.
0: Okay. And so with that being said, you know, so is what he's saying? Yes, I've seen the spacecrafts, but not the bodies. Cause he answers one. I can't tell you that, which must mean yes. And the other one, he answers no.
8: It's either. Yes. I've seen the spacecraft and no, I haven't seen the bodies or yes. I've seen the scraf- spacecraft and no, there are no bodies.
0: Okay. Interesting. And the
20: other statement that has been made that was intriguing to me, because, and it's intriguing because my my view has been that we are billions of light years away from any any other system, and the concept that an alien species that's technologically advanced enough to travel billions of light years gets here and somehow is incompetent enough to not survive Earth or crashes is is something that I find a little bit Can far-fetched. Can I
8: answer this before? And the, with that being said, too? you have... Yes, please do. Okay. The best answer I've heard for this question is how, if they have this amazing technology and they traveled all the way here, why are they crashing? Because the Earth is cursed.
0: That's a, that's, that's a good answer. I was going to say something else, but go ahead. And, and, and I'm going to take for, care of my dog real quick.
8: Okay. <laughs> One of the popular arguments that Christians have against the existence of aliens is like, well, Jesus would have had to have died for everybody. But no, because (sighs) sin only affected Earth, and the curse was literally, I will curse the ground because of you. Um, So it was, the curse was specifically on the Earth. It wasn't on the whole universe, so we don't need to have a salvation that extends to every star system. But to that, following that along, you could have a whole universe that's not cursed and then somebody with a, a high technology flow into our ast- atmosphere and suddenly be affected by our atmosphere <laughs> and our cursed
0: our that's cursed. interesting because that goes right along with the scientific explanation i've heard which is we have a different atmosphere than they're used to and they they just can't handle it right right yeah that's interesting i also just think like it's very possible there's there's a few things um, it's very possible they're not from a billion, trillion, gazillion miles away. This is also first of all. very true. Uh, and <laughs> and second of all, okay. how many of the crashes are us? Right. Not saying that they don't exist, but if we're back engineering this stuff, how many of the crashes are us trying to make alien right. tech work for us?
8: How many crashes are us? How many crashes are grays? So it's not the beings, it's the um avatars i guess right yeah um again affected by the curse and affected by not being full beings i guess
0: right yeah
8: um but the the c.s lewis conception of this is also in play of like no one's allowed to go to earth because it's cursed and yes thank you Eddie. <laughs> um no one's allowed to go to earth because it's cursed the only the only people who are going there are the bad guys basically The ones Ah. ignoring the. the,
0: uh, I got to read that trilogy. I started it. I started it and I need to get past the beginning of it. Okay. Because it was, you know, I don't know when he wrote it, what, the 50s? So it was before the Apollo stuff. And his like conception of spacecraft was so like, uh, it was, you know, yeah, you got to get by uh,
8: that. You got to get by that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I got to get past that because I love C.S. Lewis's work. So I'm sure I'll enjoy those, but Yeah. yeah
20: mentioned that there's interdimensional p- potential could you expound on that
6: I oh, yeah to answer your first question and you know I'm here as a fact witness and expert but I, I will give you a, a theoretical framework at least to work off to kind of espouse uh, crashes uh, regardless of uh, you know your level of sentience right you know planes crash cars crash and number of sorties what, however high a small percentage are going to end in you know mission failure if you will as we say in the, in the air Force. Uh, and then, in terms of uh, multidimensionality, that kind of thing—the the framework uh, that I'm familiar with, for example, is something called the holographic principle. Uh, both uh, it's, it derives itself from general relativity and uh, quantum mechanics. And that is, if you want to imagine a uh, 3D object such as yourself casting a shadow onto a 2D surface, uh, that's the holographic principle. So you can be projected, quasi-projected from higher-dimensional space to lower dimensional, it's a scientific trope that you can actually cross, literally, as far as I understand, but there's probably guys of PhDs that
20: we could probably argue about that. But you have not seen any documentation that that's what's occurring? Uh, Only a theoretical framework discussion, yes. Okay. Um, okay. Occam's Razor (laughs) is that these aircraft, um, have, have they been identified that they are being produced by by domestic, um, you know, military and um, contractors? Is there any evidence that that's what's being recovered?
6: Uh, n- not to my knowledge, plus the recoveries predate a lot of our advanced programs that I previously am witting of, so. Um,
20: would it be safe to say that there could be a scenario today where you have um, an aircraft that crashes and it, because it's been involved in one program from one federal agency, and the, but the, but the agency that retrieves it does is not aware of that program. And th- to them, it, it appears alien in origin.
8: I like. I mean, that's a guy. hypothetical
0: situation. I'm not aware that's of a, that's any... a legitimate question though. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying?
8: I like him because a, he doesn't seem to have any type of secret knowledge of aliens already in his head. And he's got that like classic. I don't believe you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's asking questions from that be, which most of the public would be like which is why I think it's from, fair to
0: ask those questions especially yes. the one of like are you sure that it's not our own government ha- with in, insanely advanced tech yeah Um I just sorry really quick over here in the chat I saw ransom doesn't even use a spacecraft in Perlandra am I thinking of the wrong series that you guys are thinking of
8: Perlandra is the second one so
0: I'm thinking of the one that I don't remember what the first the it has that hideous strength is is in yeah, the trilogy. you're
8: thinking of the right series. So, Out of the Silent Planet is the first. That's one, the one I started. Out of the Silent uses Planet. a spacecraft, but then okay.
0: It, I want to make sure because I'm like I remember there was spacecraft.
8: The the science and the spiritual get there's very little science. It's mostly well, spiritual. I don't
0: care about the science. He's like yeah. a good spiritual writer. He's not a it's sci-fi author. It's a,
8: a spiritual story in space. Uh, yeah, I just had stuff. to
0: get a. I just had to stretch my imagination or stretch my understanding what re, reason of was it disbelief
8: suspend disbelief
0: suspend my disbelief more and I just wasn't in that it's headspace not, when I started it. So I just need to restart it.
8: It's not a sci-fi. Yeah story. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mythology of the planets and um, I need to reread it because I remember when I read that hideous strength, I didn't get it. I was too young.
0: For I it. need to read the trilogy. That, that, that might be my next thing that I start base. Babe asks, what's the best CS Lewis book in my oh. mind. It's the great divorce.
8: Oh, That's my personal
0: favorite.
8: The Great Divorce is wonderful. The Screw Tape Letters are wonderful. Yes. Um, I, I love the Narnia series, and and I could at any point, whatever one I I'm in the middle of reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, this one's my favorite. And
0: uh, they're all good. Faces, Until we till faces, we have faces, I was about is, to mention
8: is incredible.
0: I think, as far as just a pure story, till we have faces is the best. I think that the Great Divorce was the most like uh, uh, hit me. It hit me really hard. That one. Yeah, I thought that one was just fair. really, really, I really that's good. good. That's fair. But yeah, Screw Tape Letters is great because it's comical, but it's also the uh, Abolition really of
8: Man. Andy said yes. is probably the best as far as essays go.
0: I yes, Abolition of Man was in a fantastic essay. It dep- you have to split it up. Are you talking about like because there's Mere Christianity, yeah. which is a series of Mere radio
7: uh, speeches,
0: and that's good. And then it is fictional work, and so I was thinking more on the fictional side. But yeah, I would say Abolition of Man is really, really, really good. If you want like his essay stuff, but problem anyway, with
8: pain. Every everything, just read everything he ever wrote.
0: I am not finished with the problem with the problem with pain. I'm like halfway through it, so. Okay. Okay. But yeah, good, amazing writer, super underrated. But anyway, we'll get back to UFO stuff. <laughs> Uh
6: Historical situation that would match that, that you described. So
0: you're not
20: aware, it has not happened that you're aware of. That I'm aware of. Um, thank you, Mr. Chairman, I yield back. Several months ago, my office received
19: a protected disclosure from Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. Uh, We asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this endeavor and to observe any radar signature uh, as as well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow
0: in the United States of America. and we did- Is his face warped or is he just raising his eyebrow? I, I, like It looks like it's perpetually raised.
8: G- Gates has a weird Sorry. face. <laughs> just, I've never been able to square it. I don't like how he looks. It's,
0: yeah, it's interesting. Why it looks politicians- like his perpetual eyebrow raise.
8: Why are politicians always so bad? Like, <laughs> they, they look bad, they are <clears throat> bad, and, and yet we keep voting. I don't him. have,
0: yeah, I don't have a high opinion of Gates for reasons of people I know who know him
18: and things uh. like that,
0: so. Did see the image, and
19: we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that uh, I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries, and I'm somewhat informed on the matter, having served on the Armed Services Committee for seven years, having served on the committee that oversees DARPA and advanced technologies for several years. Um, when we spoke with the flight crew, and when he showed us the photo that he'd taken, I asked why the video wasn't engaged, why we didn't have a FLIR system that worked. Here's what he said. They were out on a... Te- yeah, go ahead.
8: Here's a question, just, mm-hmm. just possibility what if the old guard knew and they decided to keep it a secret and now the new guard is like, hold on a second, what? And It does
0: read like that a little bit, doesn't it?
8: And and some of it seems to be intentional and I wonder if some of it is is in fact true that conspiracy (laughs) theories have so gotten into the mainstream for whatever reason, whatever you want to chalk it up to, that that this newer generation, when they found out, they're like, holy crap. Yeah, I, I want to be part of bringing this into the mainstream. And maybe they don't even understand necessarily the bigger picture behind the disclosure mm-hmm. as far as the eschatology and all of that. But they're just doing what he, people do.
0: There's people who are in the know in this room. Yes. And there's people who are not. Yes. And I think that that's very interesting. And I wonder if the people who are not are going to have a hard time winning re-election if they don't get with the program. Mm. Know what I'm saying? Because there's, I don't know, I'm just, just reading people's faces a little bit. I'm looking at some of these people who are like, yes, we've known about this for a long time. We're supposed to shut up about it. Uh, or we're only supposed to say this, or the the idea is that we disclose this here. And there's other people who maybe just aren't getting it. like I. AOC looked like she had bags under her eyes, like I've never seen before. And I'm yeah, looking at her, no, going like, like I think she's lo- I think she's legitimately re- wrestling with the fact that people in this room know and she doesn't. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to deal with that because they're not letting her into this. Yeah.
8: And Gates club. seems pissed. And this guy. over True, but Gates is
0: also a good actor at seeming pissed when he's not.
8: <laughs> well, that's true, and maybe he he's known. But this other guy just seems like he does not believe in, in aliens at all, and he thinks it's yeah. secret programs. But.
0: Yeah, or, or, or he's supposed to say that. But, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I think there are people who are definitely not in the know, and then there's other people in here who are like, yeah, we've known. Like, yeah. <laughs> we knew, but we're, we're not going to talk about it. Test mission that day over
19: the Gulf of Mexico, and when you're on a test mission, you're supposed to have clear airspace not supposed to be anything that shows up. And they saw a sequence of four craft in a clear diamond formation for which there is uh, a radar sequence that I and I alone have observed in the United States Congress. One of the pilots goes to check out that diamond formation and sees a large floating, what I can only describe as an orb, again, like I said, not of any human capability that that I'm aware of. And when he approached, he said that his radar went down. He said that his FLIR system malfunctioned and that he had to manually take this image um, from one of the lenses and it was not automatic, automated uh, in collection as you would typically see in a test mission.
0: Do you, sorry, it's just a thought. Do you think people like Gates are pissed off because they are starting to realize more and more that they are not actually yeah. in control of anything? yes. Because I, I look at these people, I'm like, I don't think a lot of these people are actually great actors. I don't think a lot of these people actually know as much as, or are as nefarious as we think. I think they're just... They're just the dog and pony show, most of them. You know what I mean?
8: Yeah. No, I think that they're just people who were sold power for a price. Yeah. And they've been paying it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I do too. I just think these people are like... And some of them are mad about it. Some of them, like AOC and Gates, I think are pissed that they yeah. are not actually... That the their job, their role is to shut up and do what they're told. Yeah. By people has we've already seen in this committee, outside of the government, they're kind of above the government.
8: And this is a. Theme,
0: I, I, a theme. I'm I'm shocked at how explicitly that was in this. Are you?
8: I don't know because this concept is the dynamic between the two generations. Yeah. Um. And and obviously there's more than two generations, but kind of the boomer generation and millennial generation. that's getting older kind of, and, and then the, yeah. the younger. Um and it's that one has been content to stay the course and content with the way things are and the systems and the structures and, and the next one is like tear it all down. Let's I, this doesn't make sense. Um this this is wrong, let's fix it. Mm-hmm on both on both sides of the
0: aisle. I think a lot of people get in thinking they're going to fix things and then they either go with the program or they don't fix anything and they either maybe they stick yeah. around and they're pissed or they you know right get primaried or voted out or but whatever. it seems
8: like something changed yeah. and, and now people feel like oh there are some cracks here. We could maybe get we could maybe actually do it this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, there's there's a power play. There's levels of influence and power behind the scenes that are just so much deeper than uh, anything we're going to see on the Fox News CNN arguing with each other kind of circuit, right?
19: So uh, I guess I'll start with Commander Fravor. How should we think about the fact that this craft that was approached by our pilot uh, had the capability of disarming a number of the sensor and collection systems on that craft?
3: Well, I think this goes to that national security side, and you can go back through history of things showing up at certain areas and disabling our capabilities, which is disheartening. And for us, I mean, like I said, it, it completely disabled the radar on the aircraft when it tried to do it, and the only way we could see it is passively, which is how he got that image.
0: He's talking about the Foo Fighters. <laughs>
16: yep. He said, look back
0: through the past to see the same thing. Matt Gates has described a glowing orb that disabled radar. Just saying. So
3: I think that's a, that's a concern on what are these doing, not only how do they operate, but their capabilities inside to do things like this.
19: And, and how should we think about four craft moving in a very clear formation, equidistant from one another, um, in a diamond? In all of the phenomenon, perhaps, Mr. Grave, that you've analyzed, um, have we ever seen multiple craft in a, in a single formation?
10: I have one particular case, and that was uh, during the Gimbal incident. Um, The recording on the AT FLIR system shows a single object that rotates. Um, You hear the pilots refer to a a fleet of objects that is not visible on the FLIR system, and and that was something that I witnessed during the debrief as part of the radar data on the situational awareness page. I would like to add, however, Congressman, uh, there's a small small bit of... uh, Uh, anger, I would say, I would feel that those pilots are still uh, facing that difficulty in reporting this topic, and they don't have the tools to be able to mitigate this issue. It just goes to show how serious this is and why this is such an important issue for our pilots and for our nation. It was stated
19: explicitly to me by these test pilots that if you have a A P experience, the best thing you can do for your career is forget it and not tell anyone. Because any type of reporting, either above the surface or below the surface, uh, does have a perceived consequence to these people. And that is a culture we must change if we want to get to the truth. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I would observe that perhaps as we, uh, as we move forward from this hearing, there are some obvious next steps.
0: Every person... I'm sorry. I'm not trying to read too much into this because I can barely see this guy's face. Yeah. I'm going to go back a second. It Right here. All right, just look at. I know you can barely see that guy's face. He's like, I was told to shut up or something would happen to me. And this guy gives him a death glare. Uh, <laughs> like, is this what you're talking about? The old guard and the new guard? I think so. Like, watch yeah. this
19: from this hearing, there are some obvious next steps. Every person watching this knows that we need to meet with Mr. Grush in a secure compartmentalized facility so that we can get fulsome answers that do not put him in jeopardy and that that give us the information we need. Second, I would suggest that the radar images um, that were collected of this formation of craft out of Eglin Air Force Base, and specifically the actual image taken by the actual flight crew that we can actually validate, um, be provided to the committee, subpoenaed if necessary, um, so that we're able to track how to get this type of reporting and analysis done in a more fulsome way. That would be my recommendation, humbly, as a guest here of the Fine Oversight Committee. I yield back.
2: Ms. Mays.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and good morning to our witnesses who are testifying today. I want to thank each of you for being here to discuss a topic of grave importance to our national security. Earlier this year, a Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the coast of my home state of South Carolina. Since the Roswell incident in 1947, many Americans have wondered about the dangers of unknown objects crisscrossing our skies, whether these are UAPs or weather from
0: Okay. This is the second person to bring up the weather balloons. And I know I was called a little bit crazy for saying, I know it's not the typical UFO. It's not the, the tick tacs and things like that, but they are using this to create new government programs for investigation. It seems like they're using the weather balloons, whether they're really Chinese or some other type of PSYOP, or if they were lying about them, considering the original reports said they were not weather balloons at all. Um, by our military and it seems like that's being brought up here where it doesn't seem to go with anything else. It's like they're holding on to this weather balloon thing as in like we need these government programs. We need something out of it. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Why were they bring up the weather balloons again?
8: I, I don't to make it relevant to the I, I don't know like some you guys all know there were weather balloons, right? Let's it's like tying it into a, an experience. Maybe a physical
1: experience.
0: I don't know. This is weird.
1: Phenomena advanced technology from American allied or enemy forces or something more out of this world So my first question I have several questions and I'll I if we can just be quick on these first two I'm gonna ask each of you the same question um, and then I'll get to each of you individually Uh, The first one when you reported your experiences with a UAP Did any of you face any repercussions with your superiors yes or no?
10: No
6: No I've actually never seen anything personally, believe it or not.
1: All right. Um, And then do do you believe there's an active disinformation campaign within our government to deny existence of UAPs? Yes or no?
10: I don't have an answer to that.
3: As previously stated publicly, yes. I think previously with like Project Blue Book, yes, but currently I don't speak for the United States government. Okay.
1: Thank you. Um, I have a few questions for Mr. Graves. Um, What percentage of UAP sightings, in your belief, go unreported by our pilots?
10: This is an approximation based off of my personal experience speaking with a number of pilots, but I would estimate we're somewhere near 5% reporting, perhaps.
1: So like 95% basically don't report seeing
10: UAPs. That's just my personal estimate.
1: Um, In the incident off Virginia Beach, do you believe the Navy took the danger to your aircraft seriously after it was reported? Absolutely. Um, a few questions for Mr. Favor. As an expert naval aviator, have you ever seen an object that looked and moved like the Tic-Tac UAP? No. Did the Tic-Tac UAP move in such a way that defied the laws of physics?
3: The way we understand them, Yes.
1: Many dismiss UAP reports as classified weapons testing by our own government, but in your experience as a pilot, does our government typically test advanced weapon systems right next to multi-million dollar jets without informing our pilots?
3: No, we have test ranges for that.
1: It took over 15 years for your encounter with the Tic Tac to be declassified. Do you feel there was a good reason to prevent lawmakers from having access to this footage?
3: No, I just think it was ignored when it happened, and it just sat somewhere in a file. Never got reported.
1: In a drawer. It happens a lot up here. (laughs) Shocker. Um, Mr. Grush, a couple of questions for you, too, sir, this morning. Um, What percentage of UAPs do you feel are adequately investigated by the U.S. government, of the 5% that are reported? (laughs) Um,
6: I can only speak for uh, my personal leadership over at NGA. I tried to look at every report that came through that mm -hmm. I could triage, so...
1: Do you believe that officials at the highest levels of our national security apparatus have unlawfully withheld information from Congress and subverted uh, our oversight authority?
6: There are certain elected leaders that had more information that I'm not sure what they've shared with certain gang of eight members or et cetera, but uh, certainly uh, I would not be surprised.
1: Okay, you say that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials?
6: Something I can't discuss in public setting.
1: And was this documentary evidence, Is video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined?
6: The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So, and, and you may or may not be able to answer my last question, and maybe we get into a skiff at the next hearing that we have, but who in the government either... What agency, sub-agency, what contractors, who should be called into the next hearing about UAPs, either in a public setting or even in a private setting? And, and you probably can't name names, but what agencies, or organizations, contractors, et cetera, do we need to call in to get these questions answered, whether it's about funding, what programs are happening, and what's out there?
6: I can give you a specific cooperative and hostile witness list of specific individuals' uh, that were in those.
1: And and how soon can we get that list? I'm happy to provide that to you after the hearing. Super. Thank you. And I yield back.
0: Okay. So she is the one that asked the question about biologics, which is what made all the headlines. And I know you had something to say about the whole biologics thing. Mm
8: -hmm. I I think that the way that this is, this is stated is just could just as easily have been the body of a chimpanzee, non-human biologics.
0: You think it's something yeah. as simple as that?
8: Well, it it could be anything. The it, the way that it is stated is so shade is so like we know that we sent dogs and chimps into space as as pilots of of craft. So it, it's just it, it. I don't know what he's referring to, and I think that reporting on it as if he said that there was alien bodies is isn't accurate because he didn't.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard other explanations. I heard someone say that biologics refers to things that are not fully doesn't mean a body and they were using that to say basically it could mean like a cybernetic like uh, kind of a crossover. I don't I feel like that was a stretch too because I'm not I'm not seeing that maybe does he say more about this later on or is it just that one oh, question
8: it's just that much was made about this and I'm not saying he's not referencing something real but non-human biologics is so freaking vague. It's, it's not even necessarily a body. It could just be hair, DNA, or hair. DNA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I stupid skiffs <laughs> it just keeps going back to the skiff thing. Yeah. Yeah. She asked some interesting questions she, um, and of course he didn't answer any of them. So like I want to talk about them, but I don't know what to say other than it, what was the other he, she did ask one other thing. She was like, oh man, what was it? It was a second ago. And he, oh, yeah, has has our government ever been in contact with these beings? And he's like, I'm not going to answer. So that's not, I don't know. To me, that's, I know, and yes, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird.
2: (coughs) Okay, now we have Mr. Langworthy's here. Okay. Thank you very much.
12: Uh, I'd like to thank uh, all of the witnesses for being here today uh, to discuss this very unique topic, Uh, and I'd like to jump right into my questions if you don't mind. Uh, Commander Fravor, can you briefly describe your background?
3: Yeah, I was an enlisted Marine, Naval Academy graduate, Navy, flew for 18 years, got a master's from University of Houston, uh, and I've worked in the private sector for the last, what, now, 19, 16 years, 17 years,
12: I do a lot of defense work. Really gold-plated credentials. Uh, Commander Fravor, uh, we have all seen the floating tic-tac video uh, that you engaged with on uh, November Fourteenth, two 2004. Can you briefly talk about why you were off the coast of San Diego that day? Yeah, we were at a workup
3: with all the battle groups. So we integrate the ships with the carrier, the air wing with the carrier, and we start working. So we were doing an air-to-air defense to hone not only our skills, but those of the USS Princeton when they had been tracking them for two weeks. The problem was that there was never manned aircraft airborne when they were tracking them. And this was the first day, and unfortunately, we were the ones airborne and went and saw it. Do you remember the weather that day? Was it cloudy or windy or anything out of the ordinary on the Pacific coast? It was actually, if, if you're familiar with San Diego, it was a perfect day. Light winds, no white caps, clear skies, not a cloud. It was, for flying, it was the best.
12: Now, is it true that you saw, in your words, a 40-foot flying tic-tac-shaped <coughs> object? That's correct. Or for some people that can't know what a tic-tac is, it's a giant flying propane tank. Fair enough. Did this object come up on radar or interfere with your radar, or the USS Princeton? The
3: Princeton tracked it, the Nimitz tracked it, the E-2 tracked it, we never saw it on our radars. Our fire control radars never picked it up. The other airplane that took the video did get it on a radar. As soon as it tried to lock it, it jammed the radar, spit the lock, and he, he rapidly switched over to the targeting pod, which you can do in the in the F-18.
12: From what you saw that day and what you've seen on video, did you see any source of propulsion from the flying object, including on any potential thermal scans from your aircraft?
3: No, there's none. There's no uh, IR plume coming out, uh, and Chad, who took the video, went through all the EO, which is black and white TV, and the IR modes, and there's no visible signs of propulsion. It's just sitting in space at 20,000 feet.
12: In in your career, have you ever seen a propulsion system that creates no thermal exhaust? No. No. Can you describe how the aircraft maneuvered?
3: Uh, Abruptly, uh, very determinate. It knew exactly what it was doing, it was aware of our presence, and it had acceleration rates. I mean, it went from zero to matching our speed in no time at all.
12: Now, if the fastest plane on Earth was trying to do these maneuvers that you saw, would it be capable of doing that?
3: No, not
0: even close. And just to confirm this, there was a, there was a, there was a congressional hearing about with this guy back like in 2019. Yeah. And I I understand that they like, this is where the argument of they want to get on record goes out of the window for me. It doesn't make sense. Like this is all known. The Congress has known about this. This guy's been interviewed. It's weird to me. The one thing I'm noticing is no one yet has question the credibility of any three of these people. So like, there's not, I feel like if they were just trying to jam this up and say, this is all fake, there's no programs, this and that they'd be trying to attack their credibility or make suggestions that these people are crazy. And instead they're not doing that at all, but I'm just confused on why they're just like, I'm, I'm glad the guy's there, but I'm not sure like why they're rehashing the thing that we've all known for four years or at least is on record four years ago.
8: Yeah, I think it's it's about the news cycle. Like people just have sh- short memories, short attention spans. Yeah, I think a lot of people think this is the first UFO hearing ever in the history it's of Africa. not.
0: But <laughs> yes, yeah, people are treating it like that, though.
8: Yeah, I mean, I've seen even even like UFO podcasts have been like this is historic.
0: I mean, it is, but it's not like the first like it's yeah. it's important. But like I said, they did this in twenty nineteen Yeah, with with this guy in particular. Anyway,
12: object had no wings correct no wings now was the aircraft that you were flying was
0: it armed no it never felt threatened at all
7: that's like the if, first if the time aircraft they asked
0: was armed you believe yeah, you're right i think maybe one other person said something about aggression but yeah they never asked if it was armed so that your
12: aircraft or any aircraft in possession of the united states could have shot the tic tac down
3: i'd say no just on the performance, it would just left in a, in a split second.
12: It looks like that we have a problem here that needs further investigation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in your belief, is this, this flying tic-tac, I mean, is, this, is it capable of being the product of any other nation on the earth?
3: No, I actually, I said, like I said earlier, I think it defies current material science and the ability to develop that much propulsion. And I know there's been some physicists have done calculations, which is beyond anything that we have.
12: Well, either the United States has an adversary here in this world that we don't know, or we really have some serious investigations to do. I, I really appreciate you being here. Um, is there anything else about the November 14th, 2004 incident that? you think is important for this committee to know that you haven't been asked here today?
3: No, I. I you know, it's, it's been said it's probably the most credible UFO sighting in history based on all the sensors that we're tracking it and then for us to get visual and to go against the naysayers, it, it's something on the screen or whatever. I mean, there's four sets of human eyeballs. We're all very credible. Of the six of us that were involved in the thing, including the video, every one of us is gonna do 20 plus years in the military in very responsible positions. So I'd say the world needs
12: to know that. Uh, It's not a joke. Thank you very much for your testimony here today for all of you, and I yield back, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Douglas.
21: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, and thank you all for being here and the courage it took to come forward and, and again, the sacrifice that each of you have made. I serve on the National Security Subcommittee for the Financial Services Committee, so I really want to stay in the national security lane, uh, if I may. Um, So when we think about traditional adversaries and uh, both us... Uh, towards them and them towards us, you know, we probe uh, their capabilities. We look for weaknesses uh, and we we collect that data, that reconnaissance for in the the event we need it in the future. Um, For each of you, yes or no question. Based off of your own experience or the data that you've been privy to, is there any indication that these UAPs could be uh, essentially uh, collecting reconnaissance information? Mr. Graves? Yes. Mr. Grush? Fair assessment. Mr. Fravor? Very possible. Again, in the national security vein, uh, is it possible that these UAPs would be probing our capabilities? Yes or no, Mr. Graves? Yes. Grush? Yes. Fravor? Definitely. Is it possible that these UAPs are testing for vulnerabilities in our current systems?
8: I don't like how he's like...
21: Yes. Possible.
8: Personifying the UAP instead of like admitting that there's a being in there, but it seems like,
0: yeah, for sure. It's <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do that. And a lot of people in this, this committee have done that where it seems like there hasn't been a, an interest outside of what uh, Mace asked Nancy Mace asked about the beings themselves. Yeah. Like, like the UAP is sentient in and of itself. I get what you're saying.
8: There's a lot of obvious questions that just, weren't asked either because people already had knowledge and so they're just like making up questions they think sound good or, or because they're asking such painfully basic questions. They're not getting to the important stuff.
0: It does seem like that. I'm also curious about this guy because this is the guy I thought gave like dagger eyes to Matt Gates when he's like, hey, they told me to shut up about this and I don't want to. So I'm curious to see what he'll ask. I don't know. It's interesting.
21: Do you feel, based off of your experience and the information that you've been privy to, that these UAP, U, uh, UAPs uh, provide uh, an existential threat to the national security of the United States? Mr. Graves? Potentially. Yes, sir, potentially.
6: Uh, same answer, potentially. Yeah, I'd say Favour. definitely, potentially.
21: Mr. Graves, in favor, you know, in the event that your encounters have become hostile, Would you have would would you have had the capability to defend yourself, your crew, your aircraft? No, the
0: answer is no. Absolutely not. Like, (laughs)
18: let's move
21: on. Is based off of the information that you've been privy to. Is there any indication that these UAPs are interested in our nuclear technology and capabilities?
10: Yes.
6: Uh, By external observation, sure that could be a fair assessment. Yeah.
3: Yes.
21: Is there any indication that the Department of Energy is involved in UAP data collection and housing?
10: I don't have an answer.
21: I can't confirm or deny that in a public setting. And no could answer. you do it in a, in a secure setting? Yes. Mr. favor? No, I don't know. Mr. Chairman, um, you know, I think I'm the last member to go, but there clearly is a threat to the national security of the United States of America. As members of Congress, we have a responsibility to maintain oversight and be aware of these activities so that, if appropriate, we take action. I would encourage the chairman to demand that we have any and all, but in particular Mr. Grush, uh, talk to us in a skiff. And if that access is denied, I will personally volunteer to uh, initiate the Holman Rule against any personnel or any uh, program or any agency that denies act access to Congress. Mr. Chairman, with that, I will yield the remainder of my time to my fellow colleague from Tennessee, Mr. Burchett. What are you asking?
8: Just, again, like, who's denying you access? Can, can we stop using the passive voice and, and pretending like you don't know who you're talking about?
0: Nobody will name names. Grush won't name names. Congress won't name names. It feels very much like an admission that there are people outside of our government who are in, who are running the show and everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody in this room knows it. Everybody on the stand knows it. David Grush specifically said it. I think it maybe it was a mistake that he said it, but he definitely said it.
8: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Why would an agency have more power than Congress anyways?
0: Well, he even said non-governmental agencies have more power.
8: How in they the named world? IRAD
0: in specific and said, IRAD can do whatever the hell they want. We can't do anything about that or even ask them questions or Insane. demand that they, get, you know, we can't give them a subpoena for the for the evidence.
8: It's, it's absolutely incredible what we just like casually. I think
0: like, that's, yeah, it's like, like I'm is, not getting any real good information on UFOs from this. What I'm getting real good information from <laughs> is that everyone in Congress knows that they don't run the show.
8: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they'll just take the bribe money and have the cocaine-fueled orgies yeah. as long as they can keep their power and influence because yeah. uh, they're not governing.
18: Mm-hmm.
9: This is amazing. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Mr. Ogles, for the great questions, brother. Um, Mr. Grush, I might have asked this before, but I want to make sure. Do you have any personal knowledge of someone who's possibly been injured working on legacy UAP reverse engineering? Ah, here we yes. go. Okay. Um, how were they injured? Was it is it something like a radioactive type situation or something we didn't understand? I'm I've heard you in people a skiff. talk about Havana Syndrome type incidences. What what was your recollection of that?
6: I can't get into specifics, but you can, you can imagine can't. assessing an, an unknown unknown. Uh, there's a lot of uh, potentialities you can't fully prepare for.
9: How do you think we ought to handle UAP whistleblower complaints like yours in the in the future? Yeah, there was
6: some issue with mine. So you know, PPD nineteen process it goes to the intel committees uh, either through PPD nineteen or ICD one hundred and twenty. There's not a good way for the intelligence community inspector general to provide that to other committees. And I asked my information. To be sent to the House and Senate Armed Services Committee because there are Title Ten equities at play, but there was no smooth process
9: okay. to do so. Yeah, it's a trash can. Um, are you aware of any individuals that are participating in reversing?
0: So, I mean, this just tells us who runs the country, right? They're all yeah. saying in this, the deep state can say "fuck you, Congress." Yeah, and there's nothing we can do about it, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. We have these whistleblower laws and protections. For this exact thing. But guess who gets to decide if you can be a whistleblower? The people you're whistleblowing
7: Whistleblowing
0: on. on. Yep. This is insane. Like I've known this, but it's just to see it in black and white in your face being told to you on C-SPAN is insane.
8: And I I wonder if the whole bureaucracy thing is like real or kind of a psyop where when the people in Congress are like, Oh no! Bureaucracy and you're and you're like, "Wait, don't you control don't don't you control that? aren't you over that like I get why I might struggle with bureaucracy and have my hands tied by that and all 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 the messy systems you've created, but like aren't you in are, i aren't i don't you think it
0: i I think you're right, I think they can easily say you know, oops, my hands are tied when they don't want to say yeah. something. But I do think they're not wrong in this because they've signed away so much of their responsibilities to the bureaucracy. They've, they've given up so much of their oversight to these other committees, these not poli- not even politicians, but like career bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. They do this all the time. They've done it with the IRS and the EPA and the, C- and the CDC and the Department of Education. So in every single way they can, in the intelligence community... They have neglected their responsibility. They've given that over to career, uh, career bureaucrats because they just want to, ha- again, because I think they just want to have their coke field orgies and their influence and their uh, bribe money. But they're not, like, this is their own fault, really. They every chance that Congress has gotten, they've passed the buck to someone else who's a non-elected official. And now they're sitting here going, oh, all those non-elected officials, they kind of run the show. The intelligence community that we, you know, had a mock show trial for in 1973 in the Church Committee—they yeah. they just still run the show. Yeah, we kind of exposed that they did MK Ultra and MK Naomi and uh, killed JFK and all of these things, but eh, let's just let them keep doing what they want to do.
8: But I—I I wonder at the end of the day, is it do they run the show because they're really they really run the show, or do they run the show because the people who are their bosses are not brave enough to rock the boat enough to fire them?
0: It's both. It. It's both. I think, I think it's both. I think Congress I can do way state. more than, yeah, for sure.
8: But the administrative state seems like I watch people complain about them and I'm like, wasn't it like Trump? It's like, wasn't it your job to fire Fauci if he was bad? That was literally, literally like, his job. You. Yes. So h- how how can you sit here and, 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 and complain about him? Like, well, who, who did you think was going to fire him? If not for you, that was y- you.
0: It's both, but it, it, it really comes back to the politician's fault because either they're lying – it's both, right? They're lying and saying, oh, it's somebody else's job because they don't want to take responsibility, which happens a lot. And it's them literally, by law, handing over their responsibilities to other people. And then when they want answers from those people, they're like, oh, well, too bad, right? So I don't know, man. I, I think they're all just saying it pretty clean, pretty plainly here that, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't whistleblow because the people who I need to – Radon are the ones who are telling me I can't.
7: Yeah,
9: like
0: that's what this whole committee's been about.
9: It seems like. Yeah. Engineering programs for non-terrestrial craft.
6: Personally, yes. Do mm-hmm. uh,
9: you know any that would be willing to testify if there were protections for them?
6: Certainly, closed door and assurances uh, that breaking their NDA, they're not going to get um, administratively punished okay. for
9: so. Yeah. I yield, Mr. Chairman.
2: Thank you. Um, we're going to do something a little bit out of the ordinary here. We're going to give three people a chance at an additional three minutes. Uh, so, Mr. Burchett, do you
9: want to keep going? Why don't you come back to me, Mr. Chairman? Ms. Luna, if she's on, the, is she on that list? Mm-hmm.
13: I'm on the spec. Sure. Uh, Chairman, I'd like to submit for the record an article by News Nation, and it follows uh, Mr. Grush's full interview for the record.
2: Without objection.
13: Thank you. Um, Mr. Grush, why is it that you uh, refer to the phenomenon as non-human intelligence? Why deviate from the basis of extraterrestrial life? Uh,
6: I think the phenomenon uh, is uh, uh, very complex, and I like to leave an open mind, analytically, to specific origin.
13: When you say specific origin, are you referring, can you elaborate on that for those that might not? If
6: it's a traditional extraterrestrial origin or something else that we don't quite understand uh, from either a biological or astrophysics perspective, yeah, I just like to keep an open mind on what it could be, yeah.
13: Okay, and uh, referring to your News Nation interview, you had referenced uh, specific treaties between governments. Um Article 3 of the Nuclear Arms Treaty with Russia identifies UAPs. It specifically mentions them. To your knowledge, are there safety measures in place with foreign governments or other superpowers to avoid an escalatory situation in the event that a UAP um, malevolent event occurs?
6: Uh, yeah, you're referring to actual a uh, public treaty in the UN Register. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, the Agreement on Measures to Reduce the Risk of Outbreak of Nuclear War signed in 1971. Uh, unclassified treaty publicly available. And if you cite the George Washington uh, University National Security Archives, you will find uh, the declassified in 2013 specific provisions in the specific uh, red line, flash message traffic with the specific codes. Pursuant to Article 3 and, and Article, uh, also Situation 2, which is in the the previously classified NSA archive, what I would recommend, and I, I tried to get access, but uh, uh, I got a wall of silence at the White House, uh, was those specific incidents when those um, message traffic was used. I think uh, some scholarship on that would open the door to a further investigation uh, using those publicly available information.
13: Thank you. And then my last question with 51 seconds remaining, you mentioned white-collar crimes potentially being um, taking place in regards to a cover-up. Can you please elaborate?
6: I have concerns based on the interviews I conducted under my official duties of uh, potential violations of the federal acquisition regulations, the FAR.
13: Thank you very much, yep. Chairman. I yield the remainder of my time. What did that mean? Okay, we'll go no to Mr. Raskin
0: for three minutes.
8: I need to take She a asked break. something about keep...
0: white collar crime, and then he's yeah. like, Yeah, I don't know. I didn't.
8: And, and, and rattled off another acronym he didn't explain. I'll be yeah. back. You can
5: play All right. it. Thanks, Mr. Chair. Um, I thank the witnesses for their uh, endurance and service today. Um, Mr. Fravor, you've described your episode in detail now, and you call it uh, the most credible UFO, sighted, UFO sighting in history. Um, but I wonder. Was this the first time that you encountered a, a UFO or a UAP in two thousand four? Yes. And what was your general attitude or perspective on the UFO discussion before that happened?
3: I, n- I never felt that we were alone with all the planets out there, but I wasn't a UFO person. I wasn't. I wasn't watching History Channel and MUFON and all that.
5: And um, have you had ex- experiences or encounters since that happened? No. Um, Literally answered both and of these questions earlier. So have you formed any general conclusions about what you think you experienced then?
3: Yes, I think what we experienced was, like I said, well beyond the material science and the capabilities that we had at the time that we have currently or that we're going to have in the next 10 to 20
5: years. Very good. M- Mr. Grush. Um, You've been able to answer in great detail on certain questions and then other things you say you're not able uh, to respond to. Can you just explain where you're drawing the line uh, and what's the basis uh, for that? Yeah,
6: based on my DOPSER security review uh, and what they've determined that is unclassified.
5: I see. So you're answering any questions that just call upon your knowledge of unclassified questions, but anything that relates to classified matters you're not commenting on in this context
6: in an open session but happy to participate in a closed session at the right level yeah
5: okay um and mr graves you said that there are dozens of fellow pilots military pilots are there also commercial pilots who've uh encountered the same the same kind of sightings that you described before
10: they are similar. Pilots, commercial pilots, have uh, less range and less sensors to be able to reach out and look for objects over wide swaths of airspace. Uh, and so, pilots are seeing them. Commercial pilots are seeing them, and they're typically closer. And the range of what they're seeing is is pretty large.
5: What well, What is the most vivid, concrete sighting with the naked eye um, of the objects that you described before the cube-like objects?
10: Certainly. I think the most uh, vivid sighting of that would have been near, uh, a near midair that we had at the entrance to our working area. One of these objects was uh, completely stationary at the exact entrance uh, to our working areas, uh, not only geographically, but also at altitude. So it was right where all the jets are going, essentially, on the eastern seaboard. Uh, the two aircraft flew within about 50 feet of the object, and that was a, a very close visual sighting.
5: And you were in one of the aircraft...
10: I was not. I was there when the pilot landed. Uh, he canceled the mission after, and I was there. Uh, he was in the ready room with all his gear on, with his uh, mouth open, uh, and I asked him what the problem was, and he said he almost hit one of those darn things.
5: He said he was 50 feet away from it? Yes, sir. And his description of the object was consistent with the description you gave us before? A dark
10: gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere.
5: Inside of a clear sphere? Yes, sir. Um, we, and with no self-evident propulsion system?
10: No wings, uh, no IR energy coming off of the vehicle, um, nothing tethering it to the ground. And that was, that was primarily what we were experiencing out there.
5: I'm over I've time. Thank you very much
9: for your service. <laughs> I and I yield back it. to Mr. Chairman. Very good, Mr. Burchett. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is for all three of y'all, starting with Mr. Graves, Why did you come forward on this issue?
10: I came forward because I felt that my colleagues did not have a way to mitigate this safety threat, and I wanted to help them. I was trained as an aviation safety officer by the Navy, and this seemed—it just—it just felt right. I felt like I had to help the folks that were still flying and dealing with this. Mr. Grash uh,
6: purely a sense of duty. Um, I first swore an oath when I was a cadet 18 years ago, I don't and I, you. I still have that <laughs> even out of uniform.
9: Commander,
3: I was pestered. Uh, By a friend (laughs) that I believe, and I asked why, and he said, "You're the one person that they can't discredit, and you'll add credibility to the New York Times article." And so, after about six times, I said, "Okay."
8: (laughs) I like
9: that. Yeah. 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 Um, This town isn't uh, made, unfortunately, by people like y'all. We thank y'all, and I do want to also thank the people in the audience and the people that are watching this. That can't be people all over the world that have kept this issue alive. You've endured criticism. And derogatory remarks, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And So God bless y'all. Thank y'all so much. We really appreciate you guys and gals. Um, that's why we need term limits. Y'all keep clapping. Those politicians just keep talking. So
8: hey. uh,
9: let me ask I you. I like this
0: guy more and more all the time.
8: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know who a, he is, but I like him cheesy more Cheesy
8: joke off the top, but yeah. yeah. He seems cool.
9: Yeah. How can the public contribute to UAP reporting? And what avenues do you think are available to the public to report these sightings?
10: Well, right now, I don't think there is a a lot of uh, public options for every man to be able to report on this. Uh, I think even for professionals that have sensor data that are seeing these on a regular basis, they're still hesitant to come forward. Uh, And so for the general public, I think uh, encouraging the conversations that we're having today, looking for technology solutions that can be distributed uh, so that objective data can be gathered is the first place to go. Mr. Garrosh? Uh,
6: I'll just touch on the whistleblower side of it. I do encourage you know current, former military, intelligence community, and industry contractors to come forward in a legal way, either through the IC or DoD or whatever the cognizant IGs are.
0: Um, to I work for the CIA, and I want you to be like me, where you come here and say the CIA line and nothing else. <laughs> That's also, what he, he just literally said.
8: told us he's afraid for his life, and he's encouraging people to come forward. Like
0: I don't I don't buy this guy.
8: No, it' there's too much that doesn't add up. I'm sorry. I yeah. wanted to give him a chance, you know? I wanted to give him a chance that he looked a little crazy because he's seen a lot of stuff, you know? Right. But no.
0: No, I just, he seems so Touché. slippery. Yeah, yep. Slipper I, I don't buy
8: it. Slippery is a good word.
6: Uh, to lead me, you know, lead, you know, join me in this discussion.
9: Commander, and I, I guess I should say this for the record. My daddy was... United States Marine Corps, 1st Marine Division, so. Oorah. Yes, sir, he was old school, him and Chesty Puller on Peleliu. so thank oh, you, wow. brother. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, not, I'm not anything like my daddy, he was incredible. I'm very mediocre. I'm a politician,
3: me, so go ahead.
4: <laughs> you seem to be doing fine. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: For me, uh, I, you know, I was an accident investigator, so the biggest thing you need to learn, and I think that witnesses need to, to do is, one, don't try and make the fish bigger than it was. Stick to the facts. Write it down and don't speculate what you think it is because it will sway your decision. Just write the facts down. We can get all the facts together and we can start to investigate and get a real honest story instead of it was this big.
9: Thank you all, and I want to thank everybody. We made history today, Mr. Chairman. I yield. Thank you much, Mr.
14: Garcia. Thank you. I know now we're going to be making some closing uh, remarks, and so I just wanted to say a few things. First, uh, to our witnesses, I want to thank all either. of you. I don't either. I don't
0: really care what Mr. Garcia thinks. What do you all- think?
8: The only thing I'll say about their closing remarks is they basically give the media their marching orders. They're like, go report on this. It's important. Yeah. We got to remove the stigma of reporting. And I'm like, it's 2023. Catch up. We, we're talking about what these things are, not.
0: Not reporting. if they at this point, yeah. like legitimately, I think some of these people are really in the dark. And and it, this let me put it this way. If at this point you don't believe that there are such things. As the yeah. things that are on camera that are very real that have been around on for a long time. sensor data, yeah.
17: It's not just
8: camera because people will be like the blurry photographs, the blurry. Ph-. It's it's camera. It's multiple types of sensors. It's multiple eyeballs on on a given one, and then it's hundreds
0: saying, or thousands of credible witnesses. Yeah. Yeah.
8: A- and these are regular occurrences, not one-offs. Every once in a blue moon.
0: Right. Yeah, so I, I don't think I don't think anybody even in the general public at this point is going, well, I don't think UFOs exist. It's like <laughs> the question is, what are they? Who's piloting them? Where do they yeah. come from? You know, what what's their purpose? I don't think the question it's we're not, this isn't 1947. Right. We're not going, oh, I don't know. Maybe that uh, maybe that Kenneth Arnold guy was uh, drinking a little bit too much. The grandpa's old cough medicine flying his plane like we're not there anymore.
8: And I understand the need to like help people catch up. Mm -hmm. but I also it's frustrating in the hearing that there was nobody there who was like, remember blue book? Remember Bob Lazar? Like, yeah, just acknowledging the history that they're working off of instead of pretending that they're like, Oh, this is the first I'm hearing of this and let's build a system out for this new thing.
0: Right. Sorry, I'm fixing the, Thing right now. I think That's the chat the thing, should be able to show DJ. up. Ah, oh, there's an update on the f- program. I used to put the chat on the screen. I just had to update it. I think it's I think it should work. I think it should work now, but yeah, no, I feel like you said that this kind of like the media's marching orders at the end, and I feel like a lot of this was for show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think David Grush's whole thing. Was I find it interesting that Graves and uh, I can never get his name Fravor the commander yeah. Fravor. I have a feeling like I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I find it weird that they were there not because they didn't have something important to add, but I feel like it, it almost cut. Ag- I don't know if it cut against what they were trying to say or if they had to have him there because David Grush didn't really have anything to say.
8: Well, I think at that that thing um, I think Fravor said at the last part where he's roped into things to legitimize them. I think that's exactly what happened here. They, they pulled him in to legitimize this.
0: yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and And that's what they've been using them for for the last four years, three, four years now,
8: and and Graves has a organization. um, Let me just
0: and Graves has been on Joe Rogan talking about this, and I think Commander Fravor has been as well. Yeah,
8: they both have Graves has an organization. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically (laughs) like a collection of people in the military and in um commercial flight for, for safety in aerospace. And so he has a specific goal that he is trying to accomplish. I think right. that he's like trying to stay out of the mess of the aliens thing. He is just pushing toward his one goal for his one company. That's his whole thing.
0: Yeah, and it it seemed pretty consistent the whole time. He's like, yeah, I don't really want to speculate on what these are. Have any other conversations? I just want to say they're real. We're all seeing them, and we need to be able to talk about them without losing our pilot's licenses. Right, and I guess
8: guess you need somebody like that who's like, nope, I'm not going to touch anything but the empirical. That's fine.
0: And that's what's so interesting is I think you're right. The, The reason that there was someone to the right and left of David Grush is because it did give credibility to this thing that David Grush doesn't seem super credible on. Uh, Commander Fravor is probably one of the most. Well, he even said it. He's like, people begged me to talk about this because they're like, they yeah. can't impeach my character. They can't impeach yeah. what I'm saying. And I'm not exaggerating. It's on video. Like, he, he's literally the most credible witness up there. I mean, besides Graves, which I wouldn't say is any less credible. Yeah. But the, he has two credible people on either side. One's just saying, here's the facts. It's real. The other guy's saying, we all know it's real. We're all seeing it. We're being briefed on it. We need to do something mm-hmm. about it. And you have Grush in the middle saying, I've got some juicy secrets but I'm not going to tell you or I'll tell you but not you and and I think the other the only thing that really came out of this whole thing besides we need to have a reporting system which I'm not even sure what good that is like I don't mean to be jaded on the subject but what what good is it? I,
8: I don't think it's that good. The only thing I will say for Grush's testimony is that there's a lot of suggestion there that I can see something happening with later like I think it was all perfectly scripted mm-hmm. and planned, but what he's saying I don't think is false in that we do have programs that are reverse engineering these things. <laughs> People have died reverse engineering things. Yes. Um, in the company I, I work for, we, there are times where we give scholarships to to, to kids whose fathers have died under such like completely classified circumstances we can't access the documents and we have to just Mm -hmm. like kia who knows how
0: kia wtf i think (laughs) is how you file that one
8: yeah wtf and it's it's not like no one saw it happen it's it's a secret (laughs) so i know that that happens but
0: Is it weird that I find David Grush's testimony both true and false simultaneously? Like I I believe that he Yeah. I believe that what he's saying is happening is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't trust why he's saying it. Correct. And that's what is so confusing about the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that guy, that that body reader guy that we played earlier kind of said it perfectly. It's like they want him to say this. Somebody wants him to say this. That's why he's allowed to say it. And I think he knows it to some degree. Mm -hmm because he very much wants to be okay with the the higher-ups. He very much wants to get a pat on the back from his government and be told that he's a good boy scout or whatever he said in his yeah. interview.
8: I want to know who threatened his life and if it's just not the wild UFO people who are mad <laughs> that he's not gonna say <laughs> everything. Like it's just it was so the vagueness on important things was was annoying. I, That's I the I one
0: part of his testimony I'm not sure I believe. Exactly. To be honest, that someone threatened his life. He seems like he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing.
8: He seems real comfortable up there. He doesn't seem scared.
0: Seems very cocky and very confident. AOC looked more distressed than he did.
8: A (laughs) hundred percent. She looked like she was either way hungover or real uh, unsettled by the the material.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I, see if I believe someone in that room was threatened. It was like AOC or Matt (laughs) Gates. Like I, that's, I could believe that they were fair. threatened.
8: That's fair. And um, now, what else did I think about the the, the non human biologics? It, it kind of seems like he, they're allowed to say something with uh, plausible deniability on it. They're like hint, but leave plausible deniability so that the people who are ready to believe will embrace it, mm-hmm. and the people who aren't won't. And they and they won't struggle with cognitive dissonance. They won't have a hard time with it. They'll just be like, ah, probably a gorilla. Wasn't this Here, silly?
0: Here's my thought. Cause everybody has a question of like, why would the government who's been covering this up for 60 years want us to know about it now? And that's, and that's the real question behind this. And I think we have the answer if we just look at the people who already believe it. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is the one thing that we've noticed in the last year of people who are really into this stuff and just are fully bought into it? Like what's the majority I would say.
8: It's a spiritual thing that they're ready to worship it.
0: That's my thought, right? Is like, it seems like the people who don't have a Christian basis for this understanding of things are, are, have accepted that it's real because it is real, have accepted that these exist and these UFOs exist and these alien beings exist because they do and they've seen the evidence and they've studied it and it's pretty undeniable when you do those things Mm -hmm. and they've come to the conclusion that these things are good actually, a lot of them have, or the people that haven't are still taking away the wrong lessons about about life. Either that it, it disproves God on one hand, or mm-hmm. it proves that they are gods, and therefore, whether you like it or not, they're going to come down and be worshipped. The the, yeah. the preparation for alien cults becoming like the next big religion or some centralized religion. We could go back and talking about Project Bluebeam, the ultimate goal of it. To sp- like, let's forget this is the thing people get hung up on. They get hung up on what a guy in 1995 said the plan would be and how it would unveil. That's not the right way to look at Project Bluebeam. It doesn't matter what a guy in 1995 saw the draft, which I believe he probably did. The point is, what's the end goal? They've had 30 years of data to refine their plan, right? And with 30 years of data, I don't think the end goal has changed at all. The end goal, if you remember, of Project Bluebeam was to have a one-world alien cult religion, essentially have everybody believe that the aliens created us and they are are all the gods are just aliens. It's the Raelian belief. It's that Mm -hmm. all your gods are just hybrid aliens that came down and they're all prophets of the same ultimate religion of the Anunnaki. Essentially, Mm -hmm. we're already seeing this being accepted and preached by UFO believers. So if they can get the public to catch up to those UFO believers, I think we have a real thing on our hand. I think we have a real, great end time deception, one world religion possibility mm-hmm. with that. So I'm not looking at this the same way that everybody else is. The government lied to us for 60 years. Then I want to tell us, well, of course they had to unveil it at some point, yeah. but they've set the stage for how you're going to look at the information and what you're going to do with it. That's my thought anyway. Yeah. And the more I saw of David Grush tonight, the more I'm convinced of that. And the more stuff about we're not even in control, like the, the people in Congress are in control. Some other thing is in control of us. Yeah, seem to be the other message.
8: I think one question to ask, too, is like how many religions easily religions and philosophies worldviews easily walk into accepting alien gods and mm-hmm. and which ones don't
0: Buddhism um, and Hinduism very easily walk right into very it easily. Yeah,
8: um, I think. Things like Christianity and Islam take it harder, but I think that ultimately most people in all religions will take it
0: real christianity (laughs) would be harder Uh, we have such a watered down uh put up whatever sign is popular at the moment blm pride flag version of christianity that already accepts worship of other gods uh not not in the majority but definitely increasing i don't want to say it's the majority because i don't think it is but i think it's the groundwork is there. We've already seen the Catholic church moving towards this in some, and I'm not, cl- yeah. I'm not this isn't me. Uh, this isn't a claim against the whole Catholic church. All I know a lot of Catholics who are very much against the idea of, uh, you know, this pulling together of religions uh, and, and all that stuff, but it is there. The groundwork's there in all the religions. I think
8: yeah, some of them are going to be
0: easier than others for sure.
8: Do you see it as much in Islam? I can. I no, like Islam
0: I is it. the one that I'm not convinced is going to take it.
8: Yeah. I wonder if But I don't maybe instead, I just don't
0: understand the religion well enough. I don't know.
8: It's it's possible um because they accepted I mean the baseline of their religion is that they accepted a messenger an angelic messenger. So if maybe they accept a new prophet with a new set of marching orders.
0: Yeah, they also believe in the jinn it. and the jinn are the their version of the Anunnaki. So who knows, I don't know their whole belief system on it, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're not entirely opposed. I don't know.
8: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But there question. are yeah, there's definitely some that are more geared towards it. You know, spiritualism sure. in and up you know, the the idea of like modern spiritualism, the spiritualist movement, the pagan movements, the like I said, Hinduism and Buddhism are like halfway there or, or more.
8: And and in a lot of ways, Islam seems like black sheep Christianity. It seems yeah. like um the the Esau to the um Jacob. Well, I mean, they literally
0: describe themselves as coming from uh, from Ishmael. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. So, I I wonder if if they end up being like that. Oh, look at this violent, warlike religion. See, this is what religion is like. This is why we have to destroy people who don't fall in line. Mm Hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I get more convinced all the time that they are setting the groundwork for this exact reason of why they want the disclosure but some people are like they're never going to disclose but then we see stuff like this and it's like again i noticed they never called on their credibility they never said you guys they are didn't. nuts you guys are lying that never came yeah. up and i i can't think of a time in history where that wasn't the narrative
8: yeah so i i and i don't think that that's weird i think a lot of people think it's weird cuz they're not ready to believe it but i don't think it's weird that in an age where we're accept, we're starting to accept everything. Mm -hmm. We're starting to accept so many things that wouldn't begin to accept this too.
0: Yeah, for sure. So anyway, it's been a long one guys. We have a show tomorrow night. So uh, I hope that watching this and it's full and kind of hearing our thoughts on it helped. And I appreciate you guys in the chat, making this fun and uh, the memes and all that stuff. We appreciate you guys. Tomorrow night on our regular time on Conspiracy Pill, we're going to be talking about QAnon. Abby's yeah. going to be telling us about QAnon. You want to preview that a little bit? Or
8: I have been so down the QAnon rabbit hole. And yeah, no, I think that whatever you think about QAnon, you're wrong.
21: All and of you are wrong.
8: We're going to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I've given my thoughts publicly on QAnon, and, and apparently I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm yes, excited to wrong. hear about it. It's either a psy. Well, yeah, I have two thoughts. It's either a psyop intentionally, or they've just used it. Well, the second part is definitely true, that they've used the fact that these people bought into this and all of the dumb things that are associated with it to as a club against the right. So, like that part's not debatable. But I said because of that, it makes me feel like it's a psyop because I also heard from it. I heard about it from CNN first. So, if it was intentional. It's working wonderfully. If it's not intentional, it just happened to be the greatest club to wield against things like the sound of freedom and whatever other real conspiracies get linked into QAnon. It does seem like a catch-all for like you guys are crazy. If I can link any of your thoughts back to QAnon, which is a, a, a smorgasbord of everything, then it's all <laughs> QAnon. So yeah, I don't know,
13: and but I do. I, I
0: have that. I have thought for a while that it's a psyop for sure. Okay, well you're wrong. So. All right, cool. I'm excited to hear about it. So we will talk about that tomorrow night. We'll have Unhinged Thursday. Uh, I've got some cool stuff coming up for that, but we will talk about it more tomorrow. You guys have a great night, and we will see you tomorrow. God bless.
7: Bye.